You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Hello there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. We are back here to have another one of these fun little episodes uh, where we're going to go outside the box and talk about other aspects of a galaxy far, far away. Uh, since the last time that we've been on here, the WGA thankfully reached a tentative agreement and the writer's strike has come to an end. So shout out to the writers for getting the fair pay and treatment that they deserve. Hopefully sag After is up next. If you're wondering, hey... Why aren't you talking about uh, a certain finale for a certain show that may have been airing right now instead of talking about what you're talking about today? We are waiting still until the SAG strike concludes uh, to talk about Ahsoka. That's just our personal preference. That's just what we feel comfortable with. Hopefully, we won't have to wait much longer because I am just chopping at the bit to be able to talk about that stuff again. But, you know, the actors uh, yep. come first, and yeah, exactly. we will respect them. So. Uh, the full trio here for the first time in this quote-unquote new season. We are here to talk about our favorite Star Wars games today after we talked about uh, some aspects of our Star Wars collections last episode. But joining us, he's no stranger to the show. He is the host of the Nerd Academy podcast. Jerry the Dark Jedi is back once again. Ba 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 ba. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I, I feel so seen that this was the episode I was called in to talk about... Uh... A handful of games that yeah. I give them, shot give up them, about. give them the exact message I I, I shot. Yeah, 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 let me let me let me open that up here real quick. Um, it was very funny and it was very uh, it, it was proof that I'm painfully on brand all the time. Uh, yeah, so uh, you hit me with the hey, you want to come on? I said absolutely. You said hell yeah, and then you said you can give the Obi Wan game all the praise. Uh, so the fact that it was like hey, you want to come talk about video games, and it was immediately like and don't worry, we know. Um, but thankfully the structure of this means that I don't have to start picking between my very nostalgic children. I can just kind of, I can section things off. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited to have uh, a conversation I have all the time yet again. Yep. So basically we're going to yeah, be talking about I totally about this. agree. Like, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say that like just going through like my selections uh, for this episode has literally, it's it's like just a whole nostalgia trip down memory lane because like uh, there's been a lot of influential Star Wars games uh, in my video gaming childhood as it were, which I think is true for all of us. Narrowing it down, narrowing it down to three was tough because there, the there are some that I wanted indeed. to choose that I was like, I just don't know if I have as much of a connection as I want to. But I have that. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going around and we're going to be talking about essentially the games that made us. So the first thing is we're going to talk about our first Star Wars game we remember playing, what introduced us to the world of Star Wars video games, some of the earliest memories we have from that. And then we're going to be going around talking about our three games that embody us the most as Star Wars fans. But before that, we're bringing back a segment from last week that we introduced. Uh, we like to call it the Jedi Archives. Impossible. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. So, last week we introduced this. This is pretty much just our podcast Hall of Fame. We nominate something fun related to Star Wars. 
we do a Twitter vote, and you, the viewers, get to decide on what gets inducted each and every episode. So last week, our nominees were Galactic Battlegrounds, which was nominated by Don, uh, Night Sister Marin, which was nominated by yours truly, and Jora Mali from the High Republic was nominated by our guest, Savvy. And our first inductee into the archives with 64.7% of the vote is Master Jora. is our first inductee into the archives. So congratulations hey. there. Uh, a worthy a winner. Indeed. painfully rated character that didn't get much of a spotlight or time to shine because of, well, you know, what ended up happening to the character. Uh, but she was a one book wonder for me. Technically two book because of Into the Dark, but it just reminds me I need to get back to uh, the High Republic. So, same. Uh, Don, I know phase three is starting. Started. I think it started today, actually. Technically, yeah. As we're it recording. Comic, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. So, I got to get back on that. I'm a phase behind right now. But uh, Don, why don't you kick us off again this week for uh, your archive nomination? Okay, so I'm going to keep the High Republic uh, flame alive here, and I'm going to nominate Bell Zetifer as my inductee into the Hall of Fame because, like, Bell for me, he's really underrated as a character. Like, he's he's been kind of one of my favorites because uh, his journey is really powerful. Uh, going through the novels, like the the difficulties he has to contend with as a Jedi Padawan and just uh, he's just a really likable character in the way that he perseveres in the face of seemingly overwhelm and loss uh, and also his, I've got to mention his adorable bond with Ember, the Charhound she is just the best uh, and their relationship is just, it's one of the most heartwarming things about the books and there's a lot of heartwarming stuff in those books, so yeah uh, Belzettev is my nominee I, I love Bell as a character. I'm still not fully done with the Fallen Stars, so I feel like his story, at least that we've seen so far, isn't fully complete in my mind. But I love that character because he seemed like he wouldn't be when you first started reading Land of the Jedi. Like He didn't seem like he'd be like perhaps the central character of Phase 3. But he's kind of shaping up to be right now. Like, yeah. he's just yeah. a really interesting, really intriguing character. I love the dynamic he had with, you know, losing his master, and then he thinks he has his, his master back, and then he loses him again. And it's just, it's so painful to go through his story. And, and the last 10 pages or so of Rising Storm alone are enough to put him uh, near the top of my High Republic rankings. But I think it's a great shout there. Um, Connor. Our resident Philadelphia Phillies Stan account. Do you have something for Keeve? Keeve Trenas. <laughs> Who else? You even need to have an explanation. Here? Like applause. She, she's my favorite applause. Star Wars character, man. Like she's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for <laughs> myself, when I said that we can nominate literally anything in Star Wars, I meant it. And I was debating should I start shit posting? I'm gonna give it respect. But in the theme of video games this week, I was like, no, shit post, shit post. Should I go High Republic or should <laughs> I not? I instead decided to go with, oh, we're going to bring out this game right here. We're going with the pod race level from Lego Star Wars, the video game. Just because the that level sensational. gave me so much hell when I was a kid. <laughs> that I gave me PTSD. no idea why. 
but I remember playing not just the single player, but the <laughs> multiplayer. I couldn't get past one of the, the humps. And then the, the, the Tuscan Raiders start shooting at you, and you're like, what is this? And it's just nowadays, if I'm play if I throw complete saga on, I can beat the level in maybe two, three minutes. But back in the day, back in 2005, that level gave Andrew uh just amazing, amazing struggles to get through. Uh, and See, that's funny because as a kid, I played that on free play as just like a credit for, or the, as a stud farm. Oh, no, because you that's can get the best so many studs that's so the best easily. Part of that level is you get so many studs, and you can they changed it in Complete Saga, but in the original, you could get all the mini kits very easily in just your first go of playing story mode, which there's very few levels in that game you can. Do I missed that. a trick there. Yeah, I will be talking about. That game later on, no spoilers. Uh, but again, I gotta bring it up. Uh, and I just remember the, the satisfaction of finally beating it, and now I can do it. But it's just such a fun level to play. We're not gonna talk about the gunship level from Attack of the Clones, though, because that level no back then and no success now. That so, gave me that still gives me PTSD. I hate it. I, I struggle with it today. Hysterically poor level design. I, oh, my God. Those are one of those like, oh, I was bad at this because I was a kid, and then I played it again, and then it all. I'm like, nope, nope. This no. it, this is just bad, actually. Um, all right, so uh, that's my entry mine. was the uh, was the Jedi Temple one because that that level I first played it on my laptop, and I could never get to that level. I had to wait to get the game again on GameCube because every time I tried to load it, my laptop would crash, and I was just basically stuck in the Episode Three section for ages. That level, so I gained a kind of special that, resentment for that. Not only is that level long, but it's like it goes on. It's hard. Dude. It goes on forever, but it's got like it really what, It's got the scrapped like fake Jedi clones uh, from yeah. Revenge of the Sith yeah. in it. Cause you can tell they probably like, we're like, all right, well here's some development plans. Cause I didn't want to spoil Revenge of the Sith, even though that yeah, game it's not only yeah. in, in that, but it's also in the Revenge of the Sith, like video oh, it's game. In the game, so. isn't it? Yeah. Cause that, that was, yeah. I think the game, it's not, it's, no, it's, it's not, not in the it's game. Not. It's in the yeah, novel. No. It's in the novel. Is it not? It's just clone true. Yeah. It's just clone yeah. troopers. But like, I remember yeah, I, the mix, Lego Star Wars, the, the prequel one came out, I think, a month or a month and a half before Revenge of the Sith even came out. So, like, they were yeah. like, eh, it's what the level is so sparse. Kind of, sort of, but it's like real vague in a way. Uh, but so, yeah. I, again, pod race level. I have a Lego Anakin's pod racer right there. Now I want to play Complete there. Saga again. I'm thinking about it, man. I might, I, I might remember in like Lego Saga. Anakin and Padme arguing. Ugh. <laughs> then, he just, then she just goes mm. <laughs> I just remember Obi-Wan like when they got the, the ship he just smashes it and like it's just yeah. Ah, uh, there's so much about that game I love and again I'll be talking yeah, about the, it later the grin from Obi-Wan when he sees Django is it, like a Django in Attack of the Clones is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> alright so Jared your nomination what have you brought to the table what I have brought to the table, also keeping it in the theme of Star Wars games, I'm going to talk about what is not technically a Star Wars game, but involves Star Wars characters. Three, to be exact. I am talking about the guest appearances of Yoda, Darth Vader, and Starkiller in Soul Calibur 4. I was going to say, is this fucker bringing yes. up Soul Calibur? You're goddamn right, this yes. motherfucker bringing up Soul Calibur. Soul uh, Calibur, baby. This, this is awesome. I only ever rented uh soul caliber 4 
from my local family video as a as a youngling um because i wanted just to play as yoda vader and star killer and it is funny to me because that was my a that was my gateway into fighting games b uh i will revisit soul caliber 4 just because the character creation that was the first game they had that in there it kind of peaked in four um because there were like slight rpg elements to the character creation that carried over into actual play uh mm. but i'll revisit that game for the story for the aesthetic for the character creation and i will be i will go oh yeah yoda's in this um it kind of or do they have like covers where yoda and vader were on it or am i making that up so yeah, I know, I know Yoda was thing, console. Cause... So yeah, the Star Wars yeah, console had, exclusives was 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 dictated by the console. So if you got the 360 version, it was Yoda and Galen, and if you got the PlayStation version, it was Vader and Galen. But the other one was DLC. So if you were on PlayStation, mm -hmm, yeah. you could buy Yoda. If you had Xbox, you could buy Vader. Was Starkiller um, DLC or was nope. it Yoda in the base game? Base game, base game from the jump. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he was like an unlockable mode. Yeah, you had to beat Arcade as Yoda. You had to beat the Arcade as Yoda, and that's how you unlock Galen Merrick. Um, and the end of Galen's story mode, uh, like his ending cutscene, is like a minute and a half, two minutes longer on the PlayStation or if you have Vader. Um, because it then goes over to like him having a scene with Darth Vader. Uh, but no, it was, it was the game that got me in the fighting games. Um, absolutely loved it. Uh, it was it was very funny because Soul Calibur uh, is known primarily for two things: uh, guest characters, and um, uh, in a word, boobs. And uh, I didn't yep. know that as a kid. That wasn't on my radar. <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna. I, if you're not in a public space, go ahead and uh, Google Ivy Soul Calibur 4. Um, I did not know this character was in the game, and I did not know yeah. that she looked like that. So I had yep, a yep. very, uh, you know, you know, the memes of like, you know, me when I'm playing video games by myself, me when like a parent walks in, oh. and it's, it's the most raunchy, suggestive thing. Yeah, I was playing the fighting, I was playing the video game that like had Yoda and Darth Vader in it. Uh, and then I was like, oh, 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 I need to beat this right now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I need to get through this stage right now. Um, so oh, I just man. looked up something crazy and soul caliber four came out before the force yep. unleashed before the yeah. force unleashed. It was, it was like a hype for star killer. It was aggressive it marketing. Did. Wow. Yeah. I thought for the longest yeah. time it came just out by ever. a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, because I was so, yeah, no, teasing Starkiller so a bit before he did. And that, that's great. You would never see that today. No. Which is great. And no. just in terms of like the era where Star Wars characters could like show up in other games, the closest thing I can think of, and this might be a future nom in the future, was wasn't Darth Maul in one of the Tony Hawk Underground games? And Django. And yeah, Django. Django Fett, yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. I played that on the uh, on the GameCube. And I remember just being so excited. <laughs> you could Django, get Django Darth Maul, Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was listening to a podcast like a couple months ago. And they're like, yeah, Darth Maul and Tony Hawk Under. I'm like, wait, what? And I looked it up and it's yeah. real. 
Yeah, I have so many thousands of fond memories of like skating time. around Alcatraz with with Django Fett doing ollies and stuff. It's awesome. Well, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, bringing it back to the Lego games, I didn't know until recently because the complete saga. Obviously, Indiana Jones is a hidden character in it. Where if you watch the indie yeah, trailer, the that. Lego indie trailer, you get Indiana Jones. I didn't realize until like two months ago after Indy 5 came out and I was doing a replay of the 360 Lego Indiana Jones that Han Solo, they've returned the favor and he's in that game. I just, I guess I never oh, got me. that far. Wait, did you think it's just Han? Ooh, I don't know. Is, is there other, is, is there other Leia, Luke, Leia, and I think Chewie. I did not oh, know neat. that. The the wow. level Chewie where you're like going through Nepal. The level where you're going through Nepal, you can if you get a bazooka trooper, uh, blast a hole in like an ice cave, and like Luke is like hanging upside down, and then I don't know if you, I don't remember if it's you if you find all the Star Wars characters you unlock on, or if you unlock all the Star Wars characters. But see, yeah. they had it easy with complete saga. You just watch the fucking trailer and you get in. Yeah, no, it. yeah, it's it's do actually do things in Indiana mm -hmm. to get. Star Wars game. So it's kind God of a hard damn, game. Now I want to play Complete honestly. Saga. <laughs> I think that might be the theme of this episode is we want to play these games. So that is our second edition of our Jedi Archives. We will be putting up a poll pretty much as soon as this episode drops on our Twitter at For the Repub Pod, uh, where you can vote on this week's nominees. Once again, they are Don nominating Bell Zetifer, Connor nominating Keeve Trennis, myself nominating the Pod race level from Lego Star Wars, the video game, and Jared nominating Vader, Yoda, and Starkiller in Soul Calibur 4. So pretty stacked group of uh, nominations. I'll be very interested to see what wins here. I don't think there's a uh, clear winner or, you know, I, I, mean, I would be happy with any of them winning. And I'm not just saying that because I like my nomination. But here we go. So now to get on to the main portion of this episode, which, which again, we are calling it the games that made us, and we're going to be going through all of our Star Wars game stories and talk about our first introduction to Star Wars gaming, what that was, if we have any memories of it, and then talk about the three games that made us. So, uh, Jared, since you're the guest, uh, how about you start us off? You, you want to get it out of the way? You want to get, get it, it out, out of the way? way? So, your your introduction to Star Wars games is as so, follows <laughs> i you know my i i am told how i was introduced to star wars by my parents i don't obviously i don't remember it i was so young but my introduction to star wars movies you know which the original trilogy revenge of the sith wasn't out yet you know i was i was young enough to see revenge of the sith and attack of the clones in the theater um however the, my first real Star Wars memories are not of any of the movies, but are in fact of a Star Wars game that was exclusive to the original Xbox called Star Wars Obi-Wan. It came out, uh, it came out in the early 2000s, so it's not quite a, a Phantom Menace tie-in game, despite it largely taking place over the course of Phantom Menace. Um... It, it, it basically picks up like a couple months before Phantom Menace 
and then runs through the movie. Like at about the quarter of the way, one third mark of the game, you are on the droid control ship. And it was deeply formative for me. It is, you know, I, I think it's why, uh, not think, I know it's why I love the Phantom Menace so much um, because so much of that game's visual aesthetic and visual language was rooted in Revenge of the Sith. Um, obviously, it's like Padawan, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon for the most part. So there's that. Um, everybody knows I'm like a Jedi Council Glupshito scholar. And that's also because of this game. Uh, because there was a two-player versus mode. Uh, and throughout the game, there were bonus levels where you go back to the Jedi Temple and spar with council members. Now, if this game came out today, oh, you'd have people you'd, you'd have people who are fucking hemorrhaging uh, because Padawan Obi Wan's holding his own against Mace fucking Windu. Um, but that <laughs> That's aside, not in the canon. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and I, I, you know, we can we can we can get into the who would win in a fight. Well, how, uh, how do you think they point. felt when Connor had Shmi beat the hell out of Palpatine? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so can't even you use the force. Any, you don't even make any sense. <laughs> Smee can't even fight a Sith Lord. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so she uh, could if she wanted to. Yeah, no. So so you had these like really fun like little bonus missions where you'd like you know train with a bunch of different Jedi Council members, and then once you beat them in the Jedi arena, you could then uh, play as them in the multiplayer mode. So that was a lot of fun. And again, it was why I was like, oh, fucking Kayati Mundi. It's like, I'm six and I love, I fucking love Kayati Mundi and Plo Koon and shit. Um, so yeah, no, it, it was really interesting. It is, it's one of, it, it's a big swing and a miss in many ways. It, it was very bold in its game design because, you know, most Star Wars games, you know, ac across the pantheon of Star Wars gaming, there was basically one of two ways you use the lightsaber. You pulled the right trigger or you hit like X or square or whatever. Obi-Wan was interesting because it, you controlled your lightsaber with your right joystick. Oh. And like swung it. You, you, so the first things first, you've now run out of a way to control the camera. So spoiler alert, you're going to fucking die because you can't see shit. Um, you are, you will be getting swarmed by enemies and you can't see almost anything behind you, uh, because you have to like use the movement stick to completely turn around. It's like, it's like Michael Keaton, Batman can't move his neck. That's basically the situation you're in, but with a lightsaber, but it was very, That's it was very 3d vibes to me. It's for sure. Well, it was, it was a very clever idea. It was a very clever idea. I think today, if that game were made and somebody wanted to implement that control, like I think that we games have gotten really good at just like auto cameras that I think you might be yeah. able to pull it off in some way. But yeah, so I had this like really like really interesting. I don't want to say intuitive because it wasn't. It worked poorly because um, again, you can't move the camera. But you know, it, it was really interesting, and it it, it meant for really interesting, very very fascinating one-of-a-kind combat you know we we've not had a star wars game since that was as like no we want to give you control of your lightsaber and even even though like it, it didn't work in the end i do think it was a very brave decision um 
and one that, you know, obviously it hasn't been replicated because of the obvious issue with it, but like it's one of a kind in that way. Um, one of the other things that I love so dearly about this game uh, is that the voice actor for Obi-Wan is horrendous. Oh, um, no. So, you know, yeah, you have your classic, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, hello there. You know, like everybody, everybody has this idea of what Ewan McGregor sounds like. Uh, this fucking guy, you know, you know, with Obi-Wan, there's a little bit of England, a little bit of Scotland, a little bit of Ireland. This guy, I don't know where he was from, but it was not one of those three places. <laughs> um, and it was made worse by the fact that there was a button input to make him talk. So, like, you could oh, just no. walk up to, like, random civilians and just, like, press the Y button. and be like, hello, hello. And then if he kept talking, he'd just go, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like... <laughs> No shade, no shade to friend of the show, Eli of Epic Confrontations and Star Wars in the Galaxy. Um, it it kind of sounded like when Eli tries to do a British accent. <laughs> but this guy just fucking sounds like that. Like, it was bizarre. Um, the best would be, hearkening uh, back to the first bit I ever started on this show, um, Anakin Skywalker's a little bit space racist. Um if you kept trying to talk to civilians, uh, you would go through like, hello, hello, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And it's just like that. You just keep hitting Y. He just keeps repeating it over again. And eventually he'll hit a, it's like so problematic. He goes, do you, that's how he sounds, do <laughs> you understand my language? And when you will go back and play it and it's just some like five foot nothing fucking punk Jedi Padawan walking up to some random fucking Wookiee on Coruscant being like, I speak basic. Like, it's like, ah, you know, it's like, wow. You know, it's like, it's like, it's by the space racist from the old Republic. Yeah, truly. You know, it's do you understand my language? It's so fucking funny. Um, but so yeah, bad. no, and, and and like a lot of early two thousands games, despite the character you were playing as or the franchise you were in, you could kill civilians, um, you know. And it was like it, it catches you off guard because again, you're using a lightsaber in confined spaces, and you know you can only control it with your joystick, and there's no real way to aim. Um, so sometimes there'd be some poor fucker behind you who'd catch that backswing, and they'd let out. <laughs> They, they would just let out this horrific death curdle, you know, that you just like, uh, like again, on the backswing, hit some civilian who's like this close to you. And you just go, ah, well, they just <laughs> flop to the fucking ground. Um, oh, it was, it was, it was, it was fantastic. My, the, uh. fa the best level in the game, without a doubt, is because it runs up to the end of Phantom Menace. So, uh, you know, you get to fight Darth Maul at the end. Um... The best part nice. about the Darth Maul fight, the, the, so, so the the, the the Darth Maul fight is the best level in the game. A because it's like the best lightsaber duel. Um, like the Jedi Council training things are fun, but like Maul because you're in the reactor pit. You know, it's it's fucking great. No, it's funny because when the game when the level boots up, you're like behind the laser gate and you're watching the Maul and Qui Gon NPCs duke it out. And like you kind of just sit there for like a minute and watch the fight. 
um which like I, but but the, the the ambiance the tone it's perfect like i would not change that but eventually maul scores that killing blow qui-gon like every every other human in the game just does this hilarious fucking flop onto their back when they die and when obi-wan you could see phantom is no for whatever reason they slightly changed the line in the game oh no so it's just obi-wan so obi-wan yells master no but it's this goofy fucking voice actor so it's master no and it's, but like he also sounds bored <laughs> he just sounds like it's like okay okay can, can, come on come on can we can, can we can, can, can one of you stick the pointy end in some way okay no oh, all right yeah. let's get it over it see um, master no <laughs> Don't give him your social security number. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the other the other thing that I love about the Darth Maul fight. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about this game. Sorry, this is your fucking mistake. Um, it, they, they. <laughs> no one else anime, is going to. So. They, they animate the shit out of the way you beat Darth Maul. So the boss fight itself is cool because Darth Maul gets two health bars. So you fight him. So he's got like he's got like his first like green health bar, and you find him trying to find him, and then like you you finish off that green health bar, and then it goes away, and that's whenever you fight him with one blade. So that first health bar, boom, you cut his lightsaber in half. Now, if you're good at the game, which it's hard to be because the game is not made well, um, if you but if you, if you, if you time it right and you pay attention. What you can do is Darth Maul is like in this like stunned, like uh, state while his new health bar is coming. And you can use a power called force focus, which puts it in the slow-mo. So if you're Johnny on the spot with it and you put it in the slow-mo, you can just kind of fucking wail on Maul for a little bit while his other health bar is coming up and like take like a quarter of it out before it's, it fills back up. If you're, if, you're, if you're quick and if you're smart, it's hard to be those things in this game. Um, only only because I've played it for 20 years have I ever figured that out. But so you do that, you get to the second health bar. Uh, and then when you beat him, uh, oh, before that, talking about how anime it is. So, Master, no! Darth Maul walks up to the reactor shield and he just starts doing a fucking anime villain monologue. That if I had my druthers would be in the goddamn movie. Because he, he, he just walks up to the thing and he like hits his pose. And he was like, I'm somewhat disappointed in your master. I, I, it's, uh, I hope you'll be more of a challenge than him. And it's just like, God, this dialogue's terrible, but I fucking love it. Um, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a McRib, you know, of a, of a game, <laughs> you know, like there's, it's, 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 it's a novelty and it's fun in the moment, but my God, is there nothing here? Um, it may actually be bad for you in the long run, but it's my favorite Star Wars thing of all time. So you know, so he's like, you know, somewhat disappointed in your master. And then you fight him, and then you when he score that final blow on him, uh, he like he drops his lightsaber and he's like, Ugh! and they they do a vertigo zoom. Now I don't know if anybody here knows what I'm talking no. about. So so the vertigo zoom is this very very famous shot. It's done in, obviously in the movie Vertigo, uh, but it's very famously done in Jaws, where you're like zoom, where like you're you're using the zoom function. Uh, on on the camera at the same time that you're pulling it away on a dolly, so you get this interesting thing where like the camera's physically moving backwards but zooming in at the same time. 
So Darth Maul gets hit with the blade. And he goes, ugh. And they vertigo zoom on Maul. <laughs> um, and he's like, I think he says you win or some bullshit like that. And he's just standing in front of the reactor pit holding his gut. And then Obi-Wan hits him with a force push, at which point he anime style, like as he goes backwards, comes apart. Like he just, bop. Like, like that's when he, that's when he peels apart. And then he just like, and then his limp body falls down the reactor pit. Um, it's incredible. Um, the end of the game is, is one of the funniest Easter eggs in all of Star Wars. Um, Andrew, if, if you would, if you want to try to pull it up for the screen share, cause I can't explain it. Uh, if you go to like Star Wars, Obi-Wan Xbox credits, um, I think there's like the end of somebody's playthrough. You can just skip through the Darth Maul fight and go to the end of the credits. Uh, cause I, I, I can explain this all day long. It will not be as funny, uh, but I need to tee it up. If you get to the end of the credits and you can only do this when you play through the game, like if you beat the game and then you go back to play the Darth Maul fight, you don't get the end cutscene, nor do you get the credits. So you get to the end, end of the credits, screen goes black and you get the hilarious Obi-Wan voice actor. And he's doing a star Warsified version of the train spotting monologue. That no. is. Yeah. A whole ass monologue from that guy. The whole train no spotting. The whole, but like instead, it's like it's like choose the fools, choose the lightsaber. Like it's and again, and I and I want you to pull it up so people can hear the voice because I because <laughs> yeah. really? I'm bringing I'll... that voice to life and like nobody ever believes me with how goofy this fucking voice is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just yeah. It's, hold on, that is oh, here uh, we go. Is excellence. Choose a job. Choose the dark side. Choose the council. Choose a flubbing big lightsaber. Choose protocol droids, hollow projectors, and R2 units. Choose Watto, Tatooine, and Alderaan. Choose fixed interest credit payments to Sebulba. Choose a Karelian freighter that did the castle run in less than 12 parsec. This sounds like. Choose sitting in Jabba's throne room, watching mind numbing dancers. Stop. All right, I'll stop it there. Oh, but... dude, it <laughs> sounds like. It what did like I just hear? Trying to like, like, oh my god, okay. How do I describe it? He sounds like it sounds like Obi Wan, like as a surfer bro almost. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? It like sounds like Eli's dude, British like, accent. Just, like no shade. I boss. love the kid. That voice is awful. It's like she's it's surfer she's bro. The ball. Just cracked out of his mind. Obi, it's train spotting Obi Wan. <laughs> I'm picturing Padawan Obi-Wan with like spike like frosted tips. Dreads. I was gonna like, say like his sunglasses. Like, like, oh, you mean like the concept Doing the Bo-Katan pose <laughs> yeah. on Jabba's throne, like choose the farce. Choose the farce. <laughs> Yasify yes, Obi-Wan. That's awful. Again, I was like the only I've I'm heard Obi-Wan, but Yasify. Awful things about this game, except for you. And I was like, I gotta play that. Because you make it sound interesting, and then I listen to that, and I'm like, maybe I don't want to play. The, the game, like I said, the gameplay is fun. It's hard. It's again, it's a very hard game to be good at. I thought it was because I was a child. It's because it's poorly designed. Poorly designed. Um, but it's but like there's no other Star Wars game like it. There's no other Star Wars game like it. There is no other Star Wars game that like like the one on one combat, like in situations where you're not dealing with like blaster users. Or like uh, you know, so like the, the the first like act of the game, 
which is basically like the pre Phantom Menace stuff. It's like Jedi doing crime shit, uh, which which I love. I love I love I love Jedi gumshoe bullshit. So like the first level is Obi Wan's at this like train station and all hell breaks loose and it's this criminal syndicate known as the Black Hath, which like if that name ever gets used in canon, I'm gonna bug the fuck out. Because I, to my knowledge, the Black Heth is only a gang that is featured in Obi-Wan. So it's like the Black Heth are raising hell in this train station. So you got to like, like basically liberate this like huge, uh, it's called Icor station or whatever. So to liberate the station and then the boss battle is this Trandoshan with a fucking lightsaber proof club. And you piece up the Trandoshan and then you say, so you save the station and then it's like, oh, well, like the black, like we have like a, an informant who's like being held hostage at this like construction facility is the next level. So you got to like fight your way through. And it's not really a stealth mission because there is no stealth in this game. My God, if there was. Um, so you go, you go through uh, the level. So like every every level of the building that you're fighting through has these like terminals that like they'll sound the alarm and like. Uh, and if they sound the alarm, you, you lose, uh, cause they shoot the informant and like, and it's just, this is fun cast of characters that make up the, the, uh, and NPCs where all like all of like, like there's this one Rigi's, um, guy who like has a wooden club and he will charge you and he'll be like, I'll smash your skull. He'll say it loud as shit like that. And it's so funny. And again, this is, this is where like the Ludo narrative dissonance of a star Wars game comes into play. Because he'll attack you with his wooden club and then you block it and then you go to hit him and he'll try to block you and you slice the club in half. He doesn't stop though. So you... And he, like most of the other like organic beings you fight in the game, let out this horrifying death knell uh, where you cut him down. He's just like, and he's like gripping his chest before he flops to the ground. Like, I think this is the beginning of me, like in my mind when I play a Star Wars game going, that could have been a non-lethal wound. He's incapacitated. We see people survive with lightsaber wounds all the time. It's a little, ah, and they fall down because they're, they're, you know, they're in fine. Shock. It's fine. He's Everything's fine. fine. <laughs> There's no dismemberment. Thank God. Cause that, that, that would have broken my fucking brain as a kid. Um, because I already, I like that, that I, I, oh my, when I was a kid, I, it was just so funny to be like, hey, hello, civilian. <laughs> um, you know, just because you, because you could, because you could. Who's going to stop me? I'm the Jedi. Um, I'm so the you, Jedi, so you, and I have yeah. the lightsaber. Yeah, choose the Oh, no, your head is being separated from your yeah. shoulders. <laughs> yeah. What it's a shame okay. this game. Choose the force. What, what a shame that this game came out, I believe, before the term death stick was a thing, because that totally would have been a part of the train spotting monologue. Yeah. Again. So it's like, OK, choose so you're death fighting, sticks, choose death sticks. Uh, so you're fighting through like the Black Hath and then like around the third level, it's like, oh, the Black Hath are getting in this weird weapons shipment at this uh, Coruscant shipyard. So you got to go and stop it from happening. Then the second enemy faction of the game enters the picture and it is the Jin Ha. Again, I have never heard of the Jin Ha in any other Star Wars but this. This is prime shit Disney. Um, so 
you so then the Jin Ha enter the picture and they're this like weird shadowy weapons smugglers, like this like weapons ring, but like all their shit's made out of cortosis. This was the first time I ever heard of cortosis as a Star Wars concept. Because yep. then you fight this army of like weapons of like gun runners, basically, who are like trafficking in like cortosis axes and swords and war hammers and armor and like God damn. Dude, so like, so you, you fight them here, and then like the next level is you have to infiltrate this Jin Ha base because, um, they the Jedi Council sent Ethkoth and Plo Koon to infiltrate it, and then they got captured. And then you and Qui Gon have to go rescue them, and then Qui Gon's like, Wait here, I'll go into the base. And the Qui Gon's like, Hey, they got me. Can you come get me? Um, so then you have to go in and liberate Qui-Gon, Ethkoth, and Plo Koon. Uh, and it's it's just so it's so much dumb fucking fun. And then after that, it turns into the Phantom Menace for the rest of it. Um, there's a there's a tattoo, there's two tattooing levels where Padme gets kidnapped by the Tuscans. So what you just indiscriminately murder a fuck ton of Tuscan raiders. Um, the coolest Easter egg on the Tatooine level is that there's a cave painting um, that when you look at it, you realize it's the LucasArts guy. Ooh. Oh, neat. That's, that's kind of like holding up the like the sun wow. thing, which is clever. Um, I miss that little guy because they used I to do things where like he would get involved in the action, you know, like in the yeah, like the force unleashed, like, like throw the lightsaber. Yeah, you know, force He's in just about logo. every game I'm going to be talking about. So yeah, um, yeah. I just looked a, up. Yeah how much this game goes for on eBay just for shits and giggles. I'm seeing anywhere from 90 to $120. So maybe Obi-Wan <laughs> is in demand. I, uh, yeah, because it's not backwards compatible. All yep. the games that are backwards compatible have gotten a digital port. So because it isn't like old school battlefront too, like mm -hmm. it, I don't think it goes for a whole lot of money physically, you know, unless, I mean, maybe it might just cause people are like collectors and shit. But like you can on my on my Xbox one, which is basically my little sister's at this point, because um, she has it back where like, you know, my, my family's house that like, you know, the, the digital version of it with all the DLC is on the Xbox is in the Xbox store. You can just play old school Battlefront 2, mm -hmm. you know, like that's readily available. Something like Obi-Wan, like with if people don't maintain those physical copies, it will become lost media. Because like it just was of an age where you didn't have like all of the, you know like all all of these retro games from the two thousands have had some amount of resurgence. Obi Wan really hasn't, you know. It's it's at the top of my list of like if we're gonna if we're doing remakes and remasters, throw this horrible game a bone, please. I mean, Episode One Racer got a Switch release a couple of years ago, so show exactly. some love to uh, Obi Wan uh, Lucasfilm. Or LucasArts or whoever. whoever's in charge there now. Do it. If there's any like um, Twitch streamers out there who want to yeah. do like a who who are thinking of doing a, a stream of a game and you happen to have Obi Wan, maybe give that a go. I'd there love you to go. See, like, so listen, once I uh, have this we, turned into a studio and I start streaming, one of the first things I'm doing is playing Obi Wan. So what we did the people is we, the people need to the know people need it. We just gave them 20 minutes, probably the longest <laughs> conversation they've ever heard about this game. Yeah, I apologize. We need to deliver. I it's apologize. okay. It's okay. We're going to move a bit uh, quicker. Uh, so we'll start with Connor. Uh, the first game you remember playing was what exactly? 
So I can't pick just one because there's like three games that come to mind. I'm not really going to talk about many, all of them in depth because like we all know them. Star Wars Battlefront 2, 2005. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Nice. And yes. Lego and the three Lego Star Wars games. Video game, original trilogy, complete saga. Mm-hmm. Bangers and um, bangers and bangers. Yeah. The thing Old I bangers. will always love with um Battlefront 2 2005 is I I can't remember how I got the cheek the invincibility cheat code from a classmate in fourth grade, but I did. And I know that still by heart. Well, still what, I remember that? what cheat code? The invincibility. Yeah, I, I never had this. So well, on which game? I missed. I missed you for Battlefront Two. The, the Battlefront Two. I don't. I up, think... up, up, left, down, 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 left, up, 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 left, right, start. Yep. You. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah. I remember. Well, I remember the first time it got brought up. I think that changed my entire yeah. gaming experience. Was it you? You and I, Connor, and I think Don might have been on an episode two where someone brought up the fact that they were like, "Oh yeah, we played as Ventress and Kit Fisto in this game." I was like, "I don't remember." Oh yeah, that, that yeah, up. yeah. yeah Jake brought it up, and they were yeah. Xbox exclusive. I DLC. thought they were. I thought those were modded in for the longest Which I, time. I was because like, I, I only didn't have ever played it, it on the PS2, and I was like, so, "Wait, they're in that game?" Ventress with her fucking lightsaber nunchucks. Yeah, it, it broke me, it. especially because I have had Battlefront 2 on the Xbox for ages. It was my in, it was the console I played on, and I never knew about Ventress, so that is nuts. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, if I had Ventress, the... Renvar, and Cloud City all come into the DLC. Yep. Cloud City! Cloud City oh, wasn't in I mean, the base game? That, that, that is weird. I really wanted to it was play in Battlefront 1. It was in Battlefront 1. They have fucking Paulus Massa in... <laughs> yeah, because it was, re- it was Revenge of the Sith tie-in, Andrew. Of course, well, exactly, they had Paul's yeah. They gotta have. The, yeah, I mean, the Mustafa you know, level was my favorite of those. Mustafa level was sure. great. Uh, yeah, I have one gripe about old school Battlefront Two that Battlefront Two 2017 remedied. <laughs> it was because I'm a sadistic little fuck, and I did this in Obi Wan all the time as well. There's nothing better in a Star Wars game than force pushing some poor motherfucker off a ledge. <laughs> And in Battlefront 2005, you don't get come back to that. It doesn't give you a kill for it. It does. It infuriates me, especially because you get health from getting kills as a hero. So, like, my favorite, my favorite to do is like in the iconic story mode, the Rise of the Empire. When you're on Utapal and Grievous shows up, I will be waiting for him because he lands right in front of like the ledge of the hangar. So he will land, and I'll just be like, ha, ha, "Fuck you!" and just hit him with a force push, and just ragdoll his candy ass ten oh, feet into the air to his death. I just remembered another game, Go ahead. Revenge of the Sith video game. Yeah, duh. That's we're on, gonna have that's a, on my yeah. list. We're that's gonna a, have so, a lot of repeats. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll be talking. I'll, I'll save that. that. I'll save that for yeah. games that made us for later. We'll, that's we'll my blind spot. About, so I'll be. We'll be going in depth about Battlefront two later. So don't you worry. I'm going to go ahead and go next. I, I have a couple visual aids in this one. I guarantee you none of these games are going to be discussed. Because they are two games. If you notice, these are Game Boy Advance cartridges. I remember Ooh. getting both of these around the same time. And aside from 
multiplayer of the Revenge of the Sith game where you had the the dueling mode kind of similar to what Jared was talking about with Obi-Wan where you could play as like Anakin with the red lightsaber uh, and stuff like that. I was like, oh my God. This is the first one I remember playing, which is Lego Star Wars Trilogy, which is a basically, I think, a just GBA versions of the original trilogy. And of course, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, which I also have the Revenge right here of the Sith Game the Boy port has one of the hardest things in all of like niche obscure Star Wars, and that is like the 16-bit version of Across the Stars. <sighs> I gotta listen to that now. Uh, because. I for, well first because I was thinking like what was the first game I remember playing? I remember this Revenge of the Sith port. I played the PS2 version more, but I had the GBA game first. So I remember playing I had it. the DS I version of that. Yeah, completely forgot that this fucking game existed. It came back in the because in, in the so yeah, I thought that's what that was. That's not Lego. That's not Lego. That's, that is it's like it's a fun, literally it's like called a Star scroller. Wars trilogy. Apprentice of the Force. So it's like a side-scrolling port. Let's see. Yep. So it only came out through the G, uh, GBA. You follow Luke Skywalker through the Star Wars trilogy. So I'm like, is this just a port of Super Star Wars? No. It's it's It uses the engine of Prince of Persia, according to Wikipedia. And you just play as Luke. So again... My GBA still works. I might boot that up just to see what the hell that game was because I don't remember any of it. But I remember that being one of my earliest gaming memories because I had a GBA. Well, I had my PS2 first, but I had a Game Boy Advance before I had most other systems. So my first experience through a lot of franchises were through crap handheld ports. And Dude, that was I could one not of get off a tattoo. On that trilogy yeah. game, I'm just I'm, I'm watching a playthrough on YouTube is it, right now. Is it bad? I don't know. I'm yeah. about to find out. All right, so uh, Don, why don't you wrap this corner off before we go into our three games? So, what was your first memory here? Okay, so my first memory uh, of a Star Wars game I played, I have a couple, but the one I would definitively say is Star Wars Episode One: Jedi Power Battles. Uh, that was released on the PlayStation 1. Uh, I'm going to try and just... There it is. There's the, the fighting cover. game. Uh, yeah! So what I is, never played it, but I love how it looks! <laughs> oh, it looks so cool. It has the coolest cover art uh, of uh, like Mace Windu and Obi-Wan. But basically what it is, it's a, it's a cooperative game where you basically play through episode one, the plot of episode one, uh, just fight these waves of, of, of enemies. Uh, and the kind of wrinkle is you don't just play as Obi-Wan and uh, Qui-Gon, you get to play as Mace Windu and you get to play Ardigalia and Plo Koon. But this is like from the pre-episode two time when Plo Koon still had like a yellow lightsaber and Ardigalia had like the dark red uh, version because like they were kind of being a little bit more... Does Mace have a, a blue one in this game? Because I, think I have this a is like Phantom Menace figure where Mace has a blue yeah, saber. This is a yeah, blue yeah, it's which a blue I want saber. specifically because of the saber. I was like, hold on, I gotta get this. Yeah, yeah, this is like Mace Windu from uh, Phantom Menace when before he got the purple lightsaber thing worked out. But yeah, mm. it's it's surprisingly difficult. I remember because I like I played it with uh, with my dad uh, a bunch of times, like uh, in the early two thousands, because like that was like right in the grip of like 
uh, Phantom Menace Mania for me because like I I played a bunch of related stuff and uh, Jedi Power Battles was like a really big part of that. It took me ages to get past the first level of that shit. Like just you know constantly just the 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 it's surprisingly difficult with the level of like enemies you have to fight and the boss battles and stuff but yeah it's it's a lot of fun uh i i remember i have fond memories of it and it's just it's just very kind of like you know like a fuzzy reminder of like my uh time gaming on the playstation one just like my whole introduction stage of like gaming uh yeah Okay, because this is this is a different game than I thought it was. Which one was the fighting Star Wars game on the Masters PS1? You're thinking, I, I think Masters of Terrace Castle. Yeah, exactly. Was there that a one, that was... one, or am I making that up? Am I? Am I? I think that's just OT. It's just OT because okay. it was like a Legends-based thing, and that was part of the push for like Terrace Castle as like a martial arts thing. And I, I don't think the game is very considered very like got a lot of good, good reputation among I, fans. I think, I think a, lot a lot of people of... hate it. A lot of the people who played it at the time, I think, look at Terrace Kazi the way I look at Obi-Wan, where it's at, like, this plays like shit, but, like, damn, wasn't it cool? Um, yeah. Is, is my understanding of, like, Terrace Kaze post-modern day, which is why, a little bit of sizzle, this is something I'm going to be doing on TNAP at some point, hopefully, like, next year, um, is that I, I have, as anybody who follows me on Twitter knows, I have a very long, elaborate pitch for a Star Wars fighting game that... I feel like the closest mm, the closest thing we've had to one is has been the dual mode in Revenge of the Sith. That was There's, like its yeah. own thing. Dual mode Plus, in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the Lone Wars game, lightsaber duels. Yes, uh, I yes. never had it. That was on the Wii, right? I never had it. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta pick that up. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah. my god, I was about to say like that is that that is the most recent Star Wars fighting game we've ever had. But there's like, extra footage in the, of that from the Clone Wars. Like, there's a yeah, thing the, where like Ventress confronts Ahsoka. Yeah, and she says to Ahsoka, "Like, stand down, little girl, and I'll give you a cookie." <laughs> so it just kind of like <laughs> it meshes. It meshes better with like what uh, Ahsoka actually says in the show because she goes, "How?" Because it makes a lot following line make more sense when she goes, "Oh, how nice of you." I'll tell you what. I'll give you a merciful death, which is like it's very okay. Ahsoka, Ahsoka. <laughs> Rosario but they took cut over that for line a in, But they cut the they cut the line. They cut that line uh, about the cookie, but they kept the line in where Ahsoka just basically says, "I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. I'll kill you, bitch." So no, I, showing I found... my girlfriend Clone Wars, by the way, just real quick. Mm -hmm. That line, watching watching my girlfriend go when she said that, fucking great. Anyway. <laughs> The, the, the right one that I found when I was looking for the oh shit when I was looking for these Game Boy games is I found something I forgot I own, which I've never played. I just bought it. Was the DS Battlefront game, which I don't even remember the name of it. Elite Squadron. Elite Squadron. Elite never Squadron. played it. I bought it just yeah. to have it, and I found it. And I was like, right, I think I have that, but I don't think I ever have I played have it. Because oh. I bought it at the same time I bought. Because Battlefront 1 was one that I played as a kid at friends' houses but never owned myself. So I remembered like five years ago I just bought a copy of that and I bought a copy of Elite Squadron online. So so that is our first introduction uh, for what we were as uh, Star Wars gaming fans. Jared kind of took the time to do a little video. Yeah, I, I apologize. I, 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 it's okay. It's the it's the content we've been we've probably been teasing for for as long as we've been fixtures in podcasting form. So there we go. 
Uh, Connor, I know, has to leave a bit earlier than the rest of us. So, Connor, if you want to get started on your games that made you, what are the three Star Wars games that define you the most as who you are? Uh, so just go right ahead whenever you're ready. So I'm just going to get the most obvious one out I was of the say, way. When's he going to say it? When's he going to say the it? The Jedi <laughs> series. I don't really yes. know what else to say other than that, like, Cal's one of my favorite characters. The gameplay is really cool. Nice. Um... The worlds are great. The other, all the side characters that interact with Cal are great. His, yeah, it's really cool. I, I like it. I like his story a lot. Uh, the other one would probably be the Revenge of the Sith video game. And that's because I'm a prequel kid. And so mm -hmm. when it came to lightsaber duels, I, because I grew up with the whole flourish with like the whole like super athletic and flourishy type of lightsaber duels. I'm so into it. And like the revenge of the Sith video game just took that and just put it to a thousand with like how so swift fun. and flourishy and athletic all the duels were that you could do. Like even just in the, just the uh, co-op, duels like just ever the way the moves and everything it just kind of really showed my sort of preference for how lightsaber duels need to go so like that's kind of why like you know some of my favorite duels are kind of you know have that sort of movement like the um obi-wan and vader duel on the unnamed moon obviously it's a lot more you know there's more broad swordy type deals with it but there's still like that sort of flourish with it that I always really appreciate. Yeah. Um, that fluidity of movement is just yep. so cool. Maybe the we'll find out a name for that moon uh, when that reference book comes out later this year, but please the, give it to me. I need the name. Come on. Mm -hmm. The, the revenge of the Sith games combat it is really interesting because it, 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 it is a, it brings the flamboyance of the sword play, but it still does feel like really grounded and hefty, you know, like, yeah, I, know, I like, like playing as Anakin, like that, like, uh, like that, like stab, like that, like that stab is one of the most iconic the moves in a Star Wars game. Yeah. Like, no, 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 not that. It. Like whenever you do the, whenever so, like, like heavy there's attack, a, there's, there's like a, a button dedicated oh. to just stabbing. Like yeah, you, you just attacks, you heavy attacks and, like, and then you have a lethal you attack. hear it and i for me nice. at least I, when i played it recently like i could feel it yeah like and they just rear back they do like a little like whoa whoa boom and they just plunge that fucker in there yeah um, so that really sort of revenge the revenge of the sith video game really sort of gave me my preference for lightsaber combat and so and my third game would probably i'm just going to combine in this one uh lego star wars the complete saga Mm -hmm. Um, because I played the hell out of the prequel levels and through playing that video game, I gained a new appreciation for the prequels that I just mm -hmm. never really had when they first came oh, out. They're so fun. They're so... Going back to the Revenge of the Sith game real quick, because I don't have it on my list, even though I, it was one of the first ones I remember playing. First of all, just look at the back of this cover and you just see Vader with the Sith. That shit looks cool as hell, and it makes me wish that he did that in it's the actual cool, movie. Same. But the other thing... Yeah, you actually get to see Anakin use Force Lightning. Yeah, I remember in the trailer of that game, I think it was, 
was the level where Obi-Wan fights the giant crab droid. And I remember going, where was that in episode three? And I needed right this very instant. Oh, no. Fuck that. Fuck that crab droid. We only got like yeah, I'm ones, with, I'm with Jared on this one. I hate the crab droid. Yeah. I just thought it looked cool as a kid. I don't. Rem- I have. I have no oh, yeah. remembrance of the level at all. But I just remember being like, "What the hell is that?" I don't remember that from the movie. Uh, and I we just need I have one to like show up in the third game yeah. of Jedi Survivor, I have like the, the third fight. Jedi game. I haven't played the game in probably seventeen years, but I have like the Dooku fight ingrained in my mind in that game because you just hear Dooku's like, "Good, twice the pride, double the fall." Like he says it like. 800 times in that. Well, I hear that Speaking and I that. hear Anakin's death death scream. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. It, it, I, to it up. I think it the rivals new Yoda's Yoda, Lego death. Yoda death scream, yeah, it, isn't it? The new- Lego ah! Yoda's death is still ah! the old timer. But... Oh, and then there's um, Django Fett's. For like a few seconds and said, Tem, just do like a, a believable death scream. <laughs> um, well, it's so brilliant. Two, two things. Speaking of, uh, Don, you brought up the, the footage from the Clone Wars uh, that, that is in the game, the, the lightsaber battles, which I played and loved as a kid. Um the, there's a lot of stuff in Revenge of the Sith that was based off of early uh, treatments of the movie. Don't they um, have the deleted scenes like in the game as cutscenes? Yeah, so there's an extended. So yeah, there's a little bit of the deleted scenes. Like you play it. I don't think the scene where they're coming through like the reactor fluid is like yeah. the, when like, you go through like the scene. underwater part in the. Yeah, that's a whole hand. level. I remember. Yeah, that's, that's a, a whole, whole level. level. I remember that. They have a like extra three seconds of dooku uh because it's like the you know um your swords please we want to make a piece of things for another chance you want to get away this time dooku and then they all turn on their lightsabers and then for us in the movie the fight starts they keep this like extra line of dialogue where the camera like swings around back to count dooku while he's still on that big makashi opening stance and he just has this cold like just because of the two of you don't think you're going to win like or something to that effect and it's just like oh man this motherfucker goes hard every time he opens his so mouth. hear that in um, i remember I hearing so somewhere that the like lucas's original cut of episode three like the first hour of the movie is on the invisible hand. invisible hand and yeah. i just like when it's like oh the four hour cut of phantom menace is like eh, i kind of want to see what Oh, I want to see the four hour. I want to see both the four hour version of Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. Um, The other thing, just because I think Connor, you and I both share this one, so we can kind of like tag team the Revenge of the Sith stuff. Yeah. Um, First of all, the thing that they have in the game that that is my favorite is the Mace Windu fight. Um, It is. Yeah, I see. I've heard of that. It is. It is a fucking crime. That in a movie that already is overstuffed with lightsaber duels, there's five of them in that movie. Yep. That they cut Anakin v. Windu. Like that fight in the game is so much fun, and I do. And for all of all of the Mace Windu haters out there, the the un the unwashed masses who have beef with Windu, um, I really love the fact that Mace spends the entirety of that fight trying to reason with Anakin 
like with like yeah. si- like with sincere concern in that fight that there's a lot of like mace being like anakin he is using you stop like like they get they, like there is a sincere concern in mace's voice when he's trying to like reel anakin back in and you know i just i just think that would have gone a long way for both of their characters um uh, another fun thing I know that, you know, this, this has been kind of the talk of the town, you know, those, uh, that, that test footage that Nick Gillard put on his YouTube channel of like the, yeah. of like the, of the rehearsal fights. Another fun thing is, uh, there, so there would be like mini saber lock mini games in the duels in the revenge of the Sith game. I hated those so much. Well, whenever Anakin, so there's like different versions of them that will get like different success animations from different characters. One of them for Anakin was a move that he was supposed to do on Dooku. So if you watch that test footage that Nick Gillard has posted of like the proto version of the Anakin Dooku fight, there's this moment where Anakin like blocks Dooku up front, brings him around his, brings him like behind the, the blade behind his back. And then he just fucking elbows him in the face. That is a thing you do in the game when you like successfully like win a blade lock. It's like Anakin would be like, brutal. Oh, oh, fuck you in the face. He like hammer fists him in the nose. Yeah. Uh, did did they shoot the Windu Anakin fight, or was that just a, something that got storyboarded and never? I think it got, got storyboarded. I know that was like a first draft thing. I don't. I do not think that Duke or Windu v Anakin even made it to like a concept art phase. So that's not even like something that's in the novelization or anything no. like that. Like it's no, just, it's not in the novel. It was just one of those like, hey, we just threw it in the game. George has that idea, but every video game of Revenge of the Sith has it. Because mm-hmm. the Game Boy one you were talking that about has sense. it too. It has the it? Game Boy yeah. one has it too. Yeah, it does it, actually. It's yeah. one of the hardest fights in the Game Boy version because you got to like re- like uh, memorize Mace's attack patterns because um, you got to like block him low, block him high, block him low, block medium, and eventually he'll like. Ugh, when you parry him enough also um the jedi temple level like i know it's really fucking you know dark and horrific that should but slide. like that should it's slide. kind of it's really fun because it's a level wait is this a level where you play as anakin uh-huh yeah at, at the temple oh, oh my god yeah it's horrific like look at like as a kid i can't remember how old i was like like i so- that level I forgot how fun that level is. Okay, oh wait, wait, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put Dom at rest. No, you don't kill the fucking kids. No, yeah, you don't. No, <laughs> I love how you like. So I like, could tell by the look on your face is like, is the boss battle a child? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Master, so. Master Skywalker. There are too many of them. Boss battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Health bar. You know, starts. He fun. just pulls out a fucking quadruple bladed saber. Like, not on my watch. Yeah, well, no, the, so, not on the, my watch, Master Skywalker. <laughs> the Revenge of the Sith game, like, truly prided itself on its swordplay. You know, as Connor and I've been talking about, like, it, it is just a really satisfying, like, format for the lightsaber combat. And, you know, I, on nights where I'm back in my hometown, you know, and everyone's gone to bed, I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll replay the Revenge of the Sith game. And what I'll do is I'll play all the boss battles because all the lightsaber duels are great. And the only level level I will play to its completion is the Jedi Temple level because you're fighting. You get the exhilaration of a lightsaber duel 
against enemies yeah. with like basic enemy health pools. So it feels more like a lightsaber duel. It feels more like you're fighting hordes of Jedi, which again, That's like, so cool. and, and I, I understand again, like the little narrative dissonance and all of that stuff. I understand why in modern Star Wars storytelling, we have been apprehensive to do like a play as Anakin during Operation Nightfall. I, I understand why that is not like a palatable, like video game mode, especially because like, as depicted like not to bring the mood down and like bring, make it very serious here for a second. Like, especially after Obi-Wan Kenobi, like it's, it feels like a terror attack or a school shooting now, you know, like, mm -hmm. it, like, like it's, it's framed that way. And like, fuck, like it, yeah. Kenobi came out right after Uvalde and there had to be all kinds of content warnings on it. Rightfully so. So like, because of like stories we've gotten in the Canon, I understand why that like this idea is kind as a lot of the time kind of brushed aside as like dude, bro, like power fantasy stuff. Yeah. And I get that for me. I like that. I like it both in battlefront two and in revenge of the Sith, because it is this opportunity to face off a bunch of Jedi, you know, where like you get to throw down with Jedi as a basic enemy type. And that's not something you see in any other star Wars games. Nope. Do you get it to would fight be like Gillard's character? Yep, Sindralag is a boss fight. Yep, yeah, brilliant. you fight, fight like, Sindralag and his apprentice. Oh, that's brutal. Sarah, like, because like this, Sarah, this is the thing. Sarah Keto. Sarah Keto. Oh, I didn't know her name, but like, here's uh, here's the problem with us doing this episode is, I'm so upset that my PS2 has been broken for like years now because I want to go back and play all these fucking games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like it's, going on my PS4 right after this and seeing if I can like get that on the store. Because, I like, think it's on I have never the played store. It. I I I didn't get far <laughs> in it. Is it? Is it? Because I don't think it. I mean, I don't know if the PS5, PS4 stuff is different, but I don't think it's on the uh, store for me. It's uh Let's see. I'm gonna have to have a look. PlayStation sure, Network. In Europe, it's been a big blind spot for me. It's been a blind uh, spot for me for years because I've never played version it. On the one and Series X, it's on there. So we'll see. As backwards um, compatible, or is like it's it on their store? You can buy it digitally. How awesome. do I turn a VPN on my PlayStation? I think it's there in the states, but I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to let me read Wikipedia. Because uh, I'm looking it up in the store now. Because if I can do it, I'm playing it tonight. Uh, yeah, let's see. Xbox version was added to the backwards compatibility list for the Xbox One. Okay, so it might be. It might be. But I, I can't tell by the wording if it's just in Europe or if it's in the States. But the one thing I've realized talking about this, and even though we're talking about Revenge of the Sith, we talk about this, and then we talk about, obviously, all the prequels have their own game adaptations. One, I've never played any of the Attack of the Clones games. Well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm two, sorry. You just keep, and keep two, going. I'm, you keep activating shit in my brain. I apologize. Two, yeah. We can <laughs> we get to it like after because Connor's got a dip, so we can get to it yeah. after that. But two. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the um, uh, PlayStation yeah. Store right now. It doesn't look like it's the, not um, there. Yeah. So I've realized um, doing this just how I'm many very adaptations sad there were game wise of just the Phantom Menace's story. Like, not even just tie in games, but like. Obi-Wan counts as one, the actual so Phantom many. Menace game, power battles. Pod they they were like, we're just yeah. gonna do yeah, we're just gonna do like eight of them. Uh, and then the other one's got that. So uh Connor, I know you have to dip, you went through your three. So where can the people find you? And thanks for joining us for uh the first bit of this episode. 
Anytime. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Depa Banana, uh, Instagram, ConmanJFO. Uh, where else? Oh, Epic Confrontations. I write questions and I co host there. You can follow our Twitter over out over at in a galaxy trivia and you can find the star wars epic confrontations matches on the star wars in a galaxy podcast youtube channel that's the only place you can find them we don't put them out for audios or anything because it's a trivia show why the fuck mm-hmm. would we do that <laughs> um but uh yeah that's that's it yeah and then of course so. over on the nerd academy these two co-hosts there it's a great time We'll see you next time, dude. It was great having see you. See you next time, buddy. See you guys. All right. Later. Jared, I think I reawakened something in you with this Attack of the Clones thing, so I need to hear where you were going with that. It's so apparent. So this is just so funny. And I this is this is like I only played one of them. Because there's a clone isn't there a game just called Clone it's called Wars? Star Wars yep. the Clone Wars. Yeah. And it is a I have that on GameCube. And it like, is a vehicle I'm combat old- game. That has a handful of of like like you're on you're on your feet as a as like Anakin or Mace Windu or whatever. Um, the story to that is fucking insane, though. It really is because the, the story Sith was like, is crazy. Yeah, yeah, like it's like the it's like Count Dooku's trying to like find like the go like uh, ancient holocron of Exarchuns to build this weapon called the Dark Reaper. That's like a it's like a fucking force drain, but a super weapon. So is, is that um, really post it? Attack of the Clones, yeah. or is that like during the movie? Interesting. Post Attack yeah. because I yeah. owned Jedi Starfighter and I owned Bounty Hunter, but I never got to play either because when I got Bounty Hunter, my PS2 broke. Yeah. So, but like Bounty Hunter, the Clone Wars. There's one called like Anakin's Trial or something that was a Game Boy game that ends with you killing Count Dooku. There like, is like just a straight up the game adaptation of Attack of the Clones, though, right? Or do they just no. not make one? It did not get a one to one adaptation the way Phantom Menace or Revenge of the Sith did. That's so and weird. And even Revenge of the Sith, like, oh, like it got its movie adapted game, and then it got Battlefront 2. And then yeah. that mm-hmm. was pretty much it. Because Battlefront um, 1 was just the OT. Like, Attack no, of Battlefront, the really Battlefront 1 was 2005, was basically everything we had before Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could play on like Naboo and kill Gungans and shit. But couldn't you yeah. just be the Rebellion and the Empire? Like you couldn't mm-hmm. be clones until nope, two. I had the Clone War. I had the Clone oh, War yeah. in there. Yeah. It just wasn't any of the Revenge of the Sith. It was stuff. Geonosis specific. Yeah, you only had like Episode Two, a Phase One clones. But yeah, the Clone yeah. Wars game that you just mentioned is just crazy because like you know the story is really involved. It's surprisingly. Uh, in depth with the legends continuity, like they use yeah. Alaris Prime, the moon from from Kashyyyk, and they also yeah. get Kashyyyk's name wrong. They call it Kashyyk, call it Kashyyk. But there's, yeah. Mm, and you yeah. talk to like the ghost of Ulit Keldroma and shit. Ulit Keldroma just shows up and just like <laughs> instructs Anakin how to beat it. It's just nuts. Like there's just it's surprisingly like really in depth with legends lore. And you also like there's also another bounty hunter who works for Kandu because he was just like games, he, man. Sidon Prax is his name. He's a little generic looking compared to like Dirge and and. Django Fett obviously but he's he's fun you know he kind of like there's like a jewel and he just like uh, sneaks up like a little bitch and just pops Anakin in the shoulder with a tranquilizer it's just like <laughs> um, <laughs> not like this isn't a video game but I I sent this in the discord but I thrifted the other week a Battle of Geonosis 
board game that came out like when Attack I saw that. I, yeah. that. I, I want to at some point see if we can do it on like an episode and like figure out a way to do that because that would be so much fun. Just prime like prequel era board games and shit. I'm like, I gotta find a way to make this work. All right, so we are back. Took a little bit of a break. Uh, again, farewell to Connor. It was nice having him back on. But Jared, since you started with your first game, technically with Connor, with the Revenge of the Sith game, why don't you just continue on? And Yeah. So, um, so Revenge of the Sith. Um, now, listen. My next pick over the last few years has become controversial, I guess. But a conversation about our favorite Star Wars games and the Star Wars gaming pantheon would be incomplete without talking about The Force Unleashed. Yes. Now, again, a little bit of sizzle. I plan on doing like a multi-part series on the Nerd Academy about The Force Unleashed. I, like it's, I have like two podcasts and a video essay planned. Um, oh my god, that sounds epic. Now, yeah, I know, because, th- listen, what system... So, okay, did you guys play The Force Unleashed? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's in, Absolutely. It's of it, yeah. What did you... I just realized I knocked this light askew when I came back. What systems did you guys play The Force Unleashed on? Xbox 360. I had Xbox to get the Xbox 360 yeah. version. Because of the Vader, the Vader level is just like because I, I the, the one level. I have has like the chrome cover, and it's like got the Star Killer mask on it. I, th- I don't remember what Ooh, it's nice. called. It's called the like Ultimate, the Ultimate Sith, Edition. Sith Edition. Yeah, yep, that's the one I have. So, <laughs> I first played the Force Unleashed on the Wii, mm-hmm. and oh, well. the Wii port of the game. Uh, so. <laughs> Not not to tip my hand too much for the stuff I have planned on TNAP. The, the one of my like favorite, like really stupidly specific things about the Force Unleashed is how is all of the weird differences between the ports. Yeah. For example, the boss battle on Raxus Prime on, on Imperial Raxus Prime is proxy where he famously turns into Darth Maul at the end and it's this big you know moment right that does not happen in the Wii port at all you just fight a shadow guard in the ore cannon and you do not get to play the uh, pulling the star destroyer out of the sky it's a cutscene Oh. It's fully a cutscene, and the reason why you have to pull the Star Destroyer out of the sky is kind of confusing because you can't tell if the Star Destroyer is going to like attack the rogue shadow or if it's just about to crash into the facility. They never make it clear. You just see it leave the shipyard in orbit and just kind of start going towards the planet, and then you, for some reason pull it down but like you give it kind of an easy landing so everybody who was on that star destroyer is very much alive and just saw you do that shit um whereas in the xbox version you like have to do it yourself and like that ship crashes um and definitely kills at least 90 percent of the people on board in the process um but no the wii version i i love both versions of that game 
Um, you know, the combat was so much fun. The Ultimate Sith Edition is a version I played on the Xbox once I eventually got an Xbox 360, um, which came with like all of these different character costumes. So you could play as like Anakin or Mace or Plo Koon. There was a so version. many costumes. There, there was so a skin. Many. There was a skin of Galen in the Clone Wars art style, which I always thought Ooh. was yes. Um, and there's a guy, there's a version of like him that looks like Guybrush Threepwood from the. That's uh, in Force Unleashed 2. That's in Force yeah. Unleashed oh, 2. Oh, right. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Yes. Are um, we talking like Tartakovsky Clone Wars or like Dave Filoni? Filoni Clone Wars. It was the same year. It was the same year that the yeah, oh, wait, yeah. uh, Clone Wars debuted. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think the Force Unleashed gets a bad rap because it was a Star Wars game that was designed to. It's. I think it's the game that broke how people view the Force. Um, I, now I know we're talking about games. I will say if you want a more holistic, um, more feels like star Wars is supposed to feel version of the story. Read the book. Um, the novelization is again, the novelization is also super fucking weird. Um, because in the novel Galen's like having premonitions of the future all the time. Like at one point he has a vision of a potential future that is the Sith stalker. Um, yeah. So like all of that to say, I think it's, I think it's a very fun hack and slash game that is, you know, it it is very star Wars legends to its core. Yeah, absolutely. Like like the star Wars canon, it just did shit. (laughs) It just did shit, you know, like absolutely. We had a whole, we had a whole four season television show that was dedicated to how the rebel Alliance was formed, you know, and that's cool. And how the rebel Alliance forms in legends, you know, you have all these different versions. I cannot imagine today someone being butt fuck crazy enough to go Darth Vader and the emperor accidentally started the rebel Alliance. Yep. That's like to to this day, that shit has never stopped blowing my mind. That that was yeah. the decision they made with the story. As a kid, this I didn't alliance that we have unwittingly created will be our undoing. And it's like that's another thing to say about the game as well, that it's the introduction of Sam Whitworth to like the wider Star Wars thing. Cause like, yeah. you know, he's he's really good in this. Like, you know, it was really cool that he got this character that to to play as himself and like uh uh, you you also like got him voicing the emperor, which was just it, it was quite impressive. I like you know to find out that he also did the voice for Palpatine, uh, and the voices cast is also kind of funny as well because you also have like Matt Sloan voicing Darth Vader as well. You know from from is it Chad Vader? Is that yeah? The web Hot series? take. Hot, you're right. It's Chad Vader. Hot take. I like I... conversations about like semi AI James Earl Jones and Kenobi aside. If they just ever decide to like straight up recast Vader now that James Earl Jones has kind of officially hung it up, but seemingly gave them permission to like generate his voice, Mm. just have Matt Sloan. I think Matt Sloan is now. Yeah, I seriously. I mean, there's that, but like I, I played the Force Unleashed before I saw Chad Vader, so like yeah, like like Matt Sloan's. There's something about the way that Matt Sloan pronounces his vowels as Darth Vader. It's it just feels right. Um, yeah. Again, another fun thing with like the ports of the Force Unleashed because I got a PSP like way late uh, into the into like the life cycle of a PlayStation Portable, 
And I played the Force Unleashed on that as well. And where Force Unleashed on the Wii had a dual mode, which was kind of clunky and you know, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't live up to the legacy of like other Star Wars games that have an unofficial fighting game baked into it. Um but they had what was called historic battle missions in the Wii in oh, the right. PSP port, where like you'd play as like Luke on Jabba's sail barge, or you'd play as Anakin defeating Dooku on the invisible hand. Mm. And it was like rendered in the game. We were like walking through Dooku's quarters, but they like would but they would play the audio from the movie. Uh, and it was always funny because all of these character models all had the like edgelord posture of Starkiller. So they all had that like. Stance. Yeah. Like with the, with the like, uh, uh, Jokai, I think, no, Jokai is the dual one, like the inverse saber grip. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Well, it, but that's the other thing in the Wii and in the PlayStation versions, he doesn't have the reverse grip. Yeah, true. He just holds his lightsaber like a normal fucking person. Again, there, there are that. so many. Why do they like completely change most of the game? I don't get it. Well, that's the thing, though. Yeah, there's the a whole story level is identical. Well. Yeah. The, the story yeah. is identical. All of the major beats of this story between all of the different ports are the same. Was this game really weird well, details? Was Force Unleashed, like even in Legends continuity, even considered like canon or was it even back then like and eh, we're was, kind of stretching the truth here it was because I, th I think it was very easy to kind of tie it to canon a little more because of the fact that you know spoilers for the story mm -hmm. like galen dies at the end which you know obviously made much, so much sense if you've got basically forced goku walking around he can't really live because mm -hmm. like but, and break the events exactly but, and then the force unleashed 2 came out and then that was like it was just got really weird and like messy with the canon and stuff which you know i think that then, one doesn't have force unleashed give us like a like a seventh Shakti death as well. Like, yep. Yeah. yeah well, you fight her on Felucia. Yeah. Yeah. You kill like her. This, yeah. yeah. You kill her. Basically. She's the one like that you kill the only Jedi that you I kill remember. that you actually kind of feel bad for. Cause there's like Kazdan Paradis. The like, he's the same species as like, uh, rats Terrell from the pod race thing. And he's got like yeah. these little stump, little tiny little legs that he's the on. And he's got like kind of a, a staff like but with a little saber yeah. on the end and he's like and he's like really delusional and he's built like a whole council with all these like scrap metal versions of like of all the jedi council and he's just like ranting to them like don't worry masters i'll protect you from this sith trash yeah it's, it's so bizarre and dark it's and... so bizarre yeah but yeah was no, the but... vader i lied cut scene was that from one or two one. from the xbox no, two. version yeah two yeah that's from two. Oh yeah okay with the yeah. um well I think he says it. In, no, it's from one. It's that you agreed to stay away. I lied just as I as have, I have from the, from the beginning. beginning. But like <laughs> in the dark side ending to two, you also get Vader being like, ha, like he's just, he's just trolling you. Um, Cause my, my like hot take on the story of force unleashed two is that you were not playing as a star killer clone. Everybody refers to the, the Galen you play as in that game as his clone. And in my opinion, the dark side ending, uh, where Vader does his whole spiel, like I lied when I told you the cloning process had not yet been perfected. That like he is telling you, no, this is the clone. Why, why, why would I make a clone of you, who's mentally unstable and this powerful, who wouldn't listen to me? This is the clone, you dumbass. You're you. Um, but then that's that. That's always been my interpretation of that scene. 
Um, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Because, well, Force Unleashed yeah. 2 is a little iffy with the whole, like, kind of uh, clone thing. But, like, Force Unleashed 1, I still have really fond memories of it because I remember that I very much remember the zeitgeist of when it came out because, like, you know, back then, Star Wars kind of seemed done because, like, we we, we yeah. did, weren't sure of how the Clone Wars was going to shake out. It kind of looked like it was going to be more uh, centered around, like, appealing to kids, really, based on the kind of trailers and stuff. And we didn't know yet the depths of like the the amazing heights of storytelling it would rise to but like you know force unleashed was kind of like almost kind of like a a big swing from like the legends crew of like how do we grab people's attention let's basically pull the trigger on this somewhat universe breaking idea of like having a you know basically a super saiyan type force user who can as you said pull star destroyers out of the sky it's kind of a similar mindset of like you know Josh Schreiber's death troopers like introducing something weird and like such a wild swing as into mm -hmm. the Star Wars galaxy, but yeah, yeah. I have fond memories of it. Because the two thing. the two things I remember in 08 as like kind of just being on the outside of it, uh, where I, I did watch Clone Wars as it came out, but I remember seeing things like oh, Anakin's Skywalker's Padawan, and then also seeing Darth Vader has his secret apprentice, secret yeah, coming out around the same time, and like ten year old me was like, what is this? And I I have one of the Forced Unleashed Lego sets that they put out where it has a Starkiller minifig in it, even though I didn't play the game until, the like, Rogue Shadow. Yep. And I think he's just called Vader's Secret Apprentice, like, in the set. He is, yeah. They were oh. weirdly cagey about his real name and, like, his and origins. Soul Calibur, I'm pretty sure he's just called The Apprentice. Mm -hmm. uh, I might be wrong. I so, yeah. But... It's just The Apprentice. Well, for the longest time, they did that, and then, like, the only thing you got... Uh, and that's another funny thing again with, like the differences between the ports though so you've with like the f throughout the game you get that eclipse to star killer where like oh like his code name is star killer and like you and you find that out with like in the very first fucking level you play as galen you only hear eclipse to star killer during the death star level in the wii version <laughs> that's nuts really like i said does it does it truly change or affect the game no is it weird that it's different? Yeah. What's going on there? And again, like I said earlier, like to people who their biggest hang up with the Force Unleashed is the Gail Merrick is a Force God thing. Read the novel. Read the novel. Because so much, so much of the novel is more focused on the interpersonal drama that like you don't get these weird moments where Galen is like you know, manhandling Jedi masters. Like it's nothing like, I do truly yeah. think that like the, like the craziest thing he does in any version of the first entry into the force unleashed is the thing with the star destroyer. But even that yeah. is depicted as like, he basically almost passes out doing it and he doesn't do it successfully. Like, you know, like he, but he still almost, it, he still almost gets hit by it when it's crashing, you know? Yeah. And he, you know, so like, and that's always been my thing is that I don't think Galen Merrick is that powerful. When, when all is said and done, you feel incredibly powerful because you press the B button and a stormtrooper flies a mile in the other direction. But like all of the other bosses are like more powerful than you. You know, like it would get can't... so brutal as well. Like you could literally oh, like yeah. lift them off the ground and throw a lightsaber in them and microwave them with force lightning. Yeah. <laughs> and then throw them at somebody and then they explode. <laughs> um yeah no I, I, like, I, stop tie fighters like flying by if you were like if you were quick enough as well like yeah, I, and then, I love and once doing you that. grab them with the force they'd like crumple up into a ball so and satisfying they were just like a nice little projectile 
Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I do. I did love the force unleashed as a kid. You know, when I would go to my Nana's on the weekend, when I was playing it on the Wii, I would beat the game once a weekend. Um, like it was just, you know, rinse and repeat, hang out with Nana, watch a movie. Okay. Everyone's going to go to bed. I'm going to go downstairs and play the Wii and I'm going to get to, uh, I'm going to get like halfway through the game, go to bed, wake up early and then play the other half of the game. Uh, before anybody wakes up like it was just what i did you know and i like the, the force unleashed has a very 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 special place in my heart and uh it is it is my life's mission to reclaim it from the dude bros who don't actually understand anything about star wars yeah that's a worthy cause uh, in my opinion for sure all right so what other games do we got to, to talk so we got uh, Revenge Sith, i have force unleashed and then what's your third so i'm i think think dom and i actually have one in common so i think you should throw to dom because you alluded okay. to post return of the jedi so i think we're on the same wavelength okay all right well, so okay, Doug, go so, ahead well the 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 game i'll be like uh, suggesting here because i i have i have three so like obviously we all do <laughs> but like so so the selection first one i'm gonna mention is star wars jedi academy uh which like it is one of my all-time favorite Star Wars games because, like, I just, I just love it. Like, there's just so much about it that's so cool. Because, like, uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, the the predecessors of this, you know, where with Karkatan, it was one of my introductory kind of th things to like the wider story of Legends. It was so exciting to me at the time playing that game because of like, oh. There's, this is after a Return of the Jedi. There's all this other stuff, like oh, there's this new character who's also a Jedi, and all these other all these other concepts and stuff, like Valley of the Jedi and Disan, who's basically like he's like a dinosaur. He's kind of like the dinosaur guy from the Obi Wan show, but like uh, just like with a smaller dinosaur head. He's, he's kind of like awesome. Bowser from the live action Mario oh, movie. No. Pretty oh much. no, uh, like a cool horrifying looking. dark Jedi. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, genuinely the Jedi Outcast is my third one. That, that is my it third is, one. It when is really awesome. But like, Jedi, I had a feeling that's what you were talking about. But Jedi Academy, uh, I have to kind of just inch Jedi Academy just above Jedi Outcast. I almost considered putting them both together. But for me, it's Jedi Academy because uh, it represented the kind of like the kind of wish fulfillment in a way of like being in the Star Wars galaxy because you get to like create your own jedi padawan like yes you you have a character in it his name's his or her name is jaden core uh, they're a they're a person from uh coruscant they built their own lightsaber and that's why they kind of get uh go to luke skywalker's temple the masasi temple on yavin 4 and there's just there's there's it's got a more basic story for sure than uh than jedi knight uh jedi outcast because you kind of need a more broad strokes journey for jaden given that they you're they're a character that you're investing more of your personality into but it was just it was really awesome the kind of missions you get to go on they really took the engine they developed uh raven software they really took the engine they developed with uh jedi knight jedi sorry jedi knight 2 jedi outcast and just refined it to perfection because you you don't just get to have like the single blade you get to have the double blades like you have to get a double bladed lightsaber and you also get to use two sabers and the kind of moves you can do when you're fighting like dark siders like you get you fight these like reborn who are like these clone dark like force infused uh dark jedi because they were still using dark jedi quite heavily around that time but you you get to fight all these dark siders with these awesome moves you can do like a cartwheel and like uh throw lightsabers and just do all this kind of cool stuff uh and the missions there's a real variety of them too like you can 
you get to go to Tatooine and fight Tusken Raiders. You go to like Vader's uh, castle on the Dune, uh, which is like there's like acid rain that flies down, so you have to run from yeah, cover to fuck cover. The June. Uh, fuck the Dune. Fuck the Dune. Oh my god, it's so difficult. I had to learn Force Protect just to get through that. And there's like, I know. There's, like it's versions, horseshit. I think, it's of horseshit. the Dark Troopers that you face. It's so yeah. annoying, but it's worth it for like the jewels you get at the end uh, of that level with your like, because you also have like, there's other characters there. There's like Rosh. There's this, this, the one level that I have like a bugbear about is the one level where you basically go there and, to this Imperial facility thinking it's going to be a cakewalk. And then you get surrounded by all these invisible guys. And there's this like slightly, uh, there's this one Imperial officer who's like, oh, not as easy as you thought, is it Jedi? And he throws you in a cell takes your lightsaber and you have to spend the whole level without your lightsaber and then you have to fight him shooting a rocket launcher at you which is so difficult but it's so worth it when you nail his ass for sure there's something deeply funny about a british accent going when you nail his ass um <laughs> that just made me happy uh, uh, go- jared if you want to Happy Bounce to provide to uh <laughs> jedi outcast now yeah Feel no free. so jedi outcast it's funny i never actually like organically beat Jedi Outcast. It's one of those games that like to this day, I just like get lost playing and can't figure out where in the fuck I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed I to I have do. it on the switch when it got re-released and I like couldn't get through the first level. So I'm like, I'll play this later. And I just never got. Yeah. It. Yeah. And I, I, you know, one of the, those, those are one of those, you know, I'll get to it eventually, probably when I start streaming yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get and humiliate myself because I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Um, but I do like, you know, as a kid, like once I figured out cheat codes exist, I was like, I'm going to unlock all the levels and just like kind of play this a la carte. Um, and like, no, but like, I do love the, I, I love, I again, like I know the story and I like got it in bits and pieces as I played it, but like then went back and okay, this is what it's about. Um, Kyle Katarn is a really fun character. He's a character that as I've gotten older and like, you know, I, you know, I, I'll admit as a teenager, I had a very edgelord view on Star Wars and the Force. And Kyle Katarn was kind of my guiding light for that. With a lot of the like, there's no such thing as dark side and light side. It's all about how you use the Force. And it's like, no, no. Antithetical yeah, like- to this whole story. Like yeah, uh, it's it's okay to use force choke on 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 uh, uh people mm-hmm. or like force lightning. Incidentally, yeah. the way you can use force force they call it force grip, but like you can choke people out with it. Uh, but you can also like hurl them off ledges. And I have got to say, since we talked about death screams earlier, the satisfaction I would often get from like grip force gripping a Rodian uh mer- merc that have, has come to get you and just like hurling him off the edge and hearing him go ah. It's just, it's brilliant. It's a oh, weird yeah. See, pleasure I would that you get use from like, dispatching I, these guys. I hit them with that force push every time, just a little... It's so good, um, yeah. Like They just the fly sound off. Design, like, I will say the sound design for Jedi Outcast and like the games that it's connected to, iconic. So much of those, so many of those sounds like are still being used today. Like yeah. the force speed sound, the, for, the telekinesis sounds, a lot, a lot of that stuff... Like that very specific, like choke noise. You still hear it. You still yeah, hear it. Like you, yeah. know, you know, and you know exactly what I'm talking about if you played the game. Um, for me, the mode that I enjoyed the most was like the free for all, where it's just a fuck fest yeah. of like a bunch of people with lightsabers. Motherfuckers who shouldn't have lightsabers. 
you know, carving like each other up. Oh yeah, you'd have this like one fat Rodian come running through with a lightsaber, carving people up, and then he gets jumped by Mon Mothma with a lightsaber. Oh he, no, you yeah. can play as Mon Mothma in that, yeah, yeah. And in Jedi it Academy, was... you get you get to play as like Boba Fett as well, and that was like my that was my realization that Boba Fett in Legends survived the Sarlacc because there's a whole mission where yeah. you fight Boba Fett, where you go somewhere and Boba Fett is just flying around shooting at you, and you literally have to hide, otherwise he will murder you. <laughs> If you don't, the fact yeah, that so many of these him. games were coming out at like the same time is crazy to me. We had like a the two thousands like, have a glut golden of Star age. Wars games. Yes, yeah. because like your Jedi Academy came out the same year as Kotor, which I'm pretty sure came yeah. out the same year as a lot of those Attack of the Clones tie-ins that we were talking about earlier. And it's just incidentally, it's insane. Female Jaden, think about it. female Jaden, voiced by Jennifer Hale, uh, the voice of Bastila Sean. So that's a that's a Ooh. little connection point. Yeah, yeah, love that. Yeah, no, it, I think that you know one of the things that I think people, Star Wars fans, have had like a gripe with is like the lack of Star Wars games in the Disney era. Like we are, like we're we're coming up on ten years of Disney Star Wars and. We've had what Fallen five, Order, four? Fallen Order, Battlefront, Battlefront, Squadrons, Squadrons, and Survivor. We've had five. Yeah, there's, there's also like a mutated run. Yeah, yeah, Hunters is coming out, and then if you don't count like Galaxy of Heroes, let's show this. There is a mutated ass rancor in uh, in Jedi <laughs> in Jedi Academy. It's crazy. There's two rancor levels, and the the, the second one is this mutated rancor because we we didn't even talk like about the the like the fact that they tried to say that the rancors in uh in the we saw in the original trilogy were female and then the male ones just have these ridiculous tusks <laughs> in like yeah. in the force unleashed it's crazy yeah the bull rancor well that was the funny yeah. thing and again that's one of those like weird little discrepancies where it was like oh this is actually what a male rancor looks like and then it turned into no actually the bull rancor is a special kind of rancor it's not just a guy um legends is wonderful but yeah. I do think a lot of why there was such a weird drought of Star Wars games for so long um, was because of the EA license and that like so many games were like, you know, like, like it was one studio, there was one publishing house. It was like one, one company that had like a handful of studios it could only work on so much at one time. You look at this era, it's Ravensoft, it's Activision, it's, you know, whatever did Obi-Wan, it's Bioware. It's like all of these different companies are all working on Star Wars games at the same time. And I think if you look now, like with all the different like video game buns that are in the oven, um, you know, between Outlaws and the other shooter that's in development and the one that will not be named. And well, like, that's not coming out. Uh, probably Ooh. not. Um, and if it does, it'll probably be under a different developer and we could celebrate it, hopefully. Um, hopefully, yeah. But like, but there's a lot of Star Wars games that are in development now. And I think it's because EA aren't the only ones who can do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I truly do. Th I also think there's something to be said for the fact that what we as kids, especially the prequel generation, who are mostly the ones who are complaining about the lack of Star Wars games, we showed up and got into these by the time uh, most of them were out. Hmm. So we already had this vast library that existed exactly. before we picked up a game controller. I think that's part of it as well. Um, yeah. But no, I, I absolutely love uh, Jedi Outcast. 
um, I'm just a man with a lightsaber and a few questions is one of the hardest lines in all of Star Wars. Exactly. Um, and you get the the curse word Sith spit and you go to like these really cool you get to go to Bespin in Jedi Outcast. You get to go to Bespin and fight in the like in the vent in the ventilation area where Luke and uh, Vader fought and it's just so awesome. And you meet and Billy D. Williams shows up as Lando and oh, you get like amazing. it's just so cool, so much cool stuff. And you get and you get to go to Narshadar as well. Those those disruptor rifles are a pain in the neck. You're like, right. The but amount it's of times, one of my all-time favorite Star Wars blasters. It's to use. it's cool. Oh, it's so cool. To, it's so satisfying to like get someone with it and watch them disintegrate. But my goodness, the amount of times that happened to me when I played that as a kid, I just like step out. I like like a toe around a corner, and I just vaporize instantly. It was nuts. All right. So Don, what is the the second game you want to talk about then? So the second game that I am bringing to the table here is Star Wars Episode One Racer because ha oh, I could not yeah. possibly I could not possibly have a video game episode and not bring up Episode One Racer. Uh, I I have like I love I lo I do love some racing games like I played Wipeout so much on the PlayStation and Episode One is like just a perfect blend of that with with Star Wars goodness. Like it's so fast, it's so like intense to play through and it's surprisingly difficult to like make it through i'm using the word surprisingly difficult with these games a lot but they were they were tough the racetracks on episode one are very creative as well like you go to all these cool places like you go to uvu 4 which was my personal favorite because you'd go through these like levitating corridors that give you bespin vibes and there's just a lot of neat places you go to like malastare tatooine and you have to unlock the the main track from episode one the one that's more like accurate to the movie by like you don't get that until you go to like go through all the different like circuits and it's really cool because like you go through all these uh all these circuits all these different planets and you have the full roster of these uh of these star wars races and it really helps invest you in all the the various characters so like by the, th by the time i watched uh episode one for like the third or fourth time i knew all the races i knew like uh team to pagalese uh dud ball uh gasgano all of them it's because that and the the, it really makes you appreciate the pod racing aspects. I know some people like to, some of the fandom back in the 2000s clowned on pod racing a lot, but like I always loved the pod racing and this game just really just, the fact that we haven't got like, a, again, we haven't got a remake of like a game like this. And I feel like it's just like you said, back when we covered uh, a certain animated uh, episode. Uh, we thought it was a pilot for a good. game. And I like I said, happen. like we need we need a new Star Wars racing game. Like there, there's so many possibilities there, and I just feel like like Episode One Racer is like really special to me uh, for that reason because like it really just it really achieved Lucas's whole kind of like real interest and passion for like speed. Like you speed feel racing, the speed. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I I remember I played Racer a lot. I didn't have an N64 growing up, but I played Racer a lot like at my friend's house. Uh, and it was a fun time. And then I got it when it was released on the Switch. And I, I for a few days, I was just playing that nonstop. I, it was great. Exactly. I've never same, dude. played um, either of the two sequels. So Super Bomb Bad Racing or Racer Revenge. I've never played either of them. And yeah. those are two that I want to, again, pick up once I get my uh, working PS2 once more. Because there's just so many holes in my like gaming knowledge that I just want to. Phil, and that, that's another really fun one. I, I, I fucking love that game. So, finishing things off for you, uh, what do you got for us? Uh, 
so like to to cap this off basically cap my uh, selection of three off um i am gonna go with uh i don't think anyone else has picked this uh rogue squadron three rebel strike uh so like I Rogue Squadron two because the Rogue Squadron games like there there's three of them and the first one was on N sixty four the second one was uh, one of the early titles for GameCube and then they they brought the third one out I think around two thousand and four two thousand and five like not I think in between episode two and three but like Rebel Strike was one of my most anticipated games to play on the GameCube uh, during that time because like I played Rogue Squadron uh, Rebel two Rogue Leader. <laughs> a lot because like it's basically a starfighter game series where you control all the different like rebellion era starships and go on all these missions so like in uh rogue leader you you do the death star run and you do the the hoth mission and like uh just some extra missions as well like a bombing run to a prison with a y-wing and you fight a star destroyer with a b-wing and rebel strike 2 literally rebel sorry rebel strike takes everything from the rogue leader uh game and just elevates it completely you basically you don't just get uh all the stuff from the previous game like you could literally play uh rogue leader in a co-op mode on rebel strike that's how like packed this game is but you also got ground level missions like you could basically play an atst uh which was like really fun like you should just mow down stormtroopers with it like of course you do the you do the ewok level uh with chewy piloting the um atst and it's really fun uh, and you'd get the spaceship levels, but you'd also get like uh, ground levels where you'd run around with the blaster. And they they really pitched, they really sold the game on the fact that you could do the whole bit from Empire Strikes Back where Luke like uh, latches onto the Atta and just blows it up with the grenade. And it was so satisfying to do. It's really kind of like simple. You just like flick the C stick to open the on the GameCube controller to like open the hatch and chuck a grenade in. But it was so viscerally satisfying to do back I'm then looking at the, uh, and the it's cover art of it now it's it's a sick looking cover of luke with the it's saber so good going the up cover is the so cool. and it's just so packed as well like there's like you, there's a mission one of my favorite missions to do on that is where you play as wedge antilles uh and you get your ship your x-wing gets shot down over geonosis and you crash land there and you have to go on foot as wedge and you find obi-wan's deactivated star jedi starfighter oh and you my. fix it and you Come fly on. back up and fight TIE fighters. It's the coolest shit. And this is after you've fought off on the ground a a, a re resurrected Republic gunship that the villain is trying to use to kill you with. It is so cool. I gotta yeah. play this game. It's like, I've never played so this much game. Awesome I gotta play this game. I've never and played I'm Rogue Squadron. And I'm notoriously cool garbage at space combat and Star Wars. It doesn't matter what freaking game it is. Horrible at it. The, the controls are genuinely quite good because you can like slow down and speed up. But like uh, a, pers a personal favorite memory I have, and this is something I uh, spoke to you about before we went on air, Andrew, to queue up a Tell certain sound effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll let you know. I'll uh, I'll give you the go ahead like this. But um, basically, there's also a multiplayer versus level in addition to the co-op, uh, where you don't just get like you don't just get the original trilogy ships and like the Jedi Starfighter. You can use N ones, and of course, you get to fly Slave One and loose those beautiful seismic charges with the the one of the best noises in all of star wars hit it andrew I think it's the greatest the greatest sound in all of star wars i'm satisfied but yeah i played that so much with my my little brother at the time and i remember my little brother would like because he was such a he was such a fan mega fan of Django fett and 
Boba Fett in Slave One, and he would just like whenever he was like playing, he would just spam the shit out of the out of the seismic charge, and it was just such it was so weirdly satisfying just to hear like so many of them go off, it, and they just did the whole thing accurately with the sound, all the surrounding sound fading out, and the thing just like exploding. It it was just mwah, gorgeous. That game is honestly severely underrated as far as Star Wars games go, in my opinion. You know, I don't know much about the Rogue Squadron like yeah. franchise. You know, that was just one of those like, oh yeah, the ship game, cool. But no, I was too like, young when they came out. That's so a I, I don't remember yeah. You 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 gave that a solid pitch because the the Obi Wan on Geonosis thing. I'm like, I need to play this game right this very second. Yeah, and there's all these different TIE Fighter variants as well. I'm pretty sure there's a level where you literally are flying, they do a trench run thing, but with the Super Star Destroyer, uh, which is pretty awesome. I never finished it because it's so hard, but it's really cool, for sure. Oh, I gotta play this now. Alright, mm. so, on to my own. I have, I've brought them out, I, I, I scurried through my storage. I have two of them with me. I do not have the third one which I, I guess I'll bring up right now. Connor brought it up earlier. Uh, it's Jedi Fallen Order for me. I don't have the deep connection to it that Connor or even Jared does. Uh, and I'm still, unfortunately, one of the, the sorry souls that have not yet played Survivor because of my lack of a next-gen system. Uh, Eli's insistence on asking me a Survivor question in Epic Confrontations, <laughs> I'm still salty about um i'm just glad no one else got that right so it didn't factor into the match um but the first game i just remember i remember the build-up to it i remember we got i believe it was at an e3 where they were like oh we're getting a a story driven star wars game in the aftermath of order 66 and at the time we were like oh well we've seen this a lot lately but the game came out and i was there at Celebration Chicago when they unveiled the first trailer. And we got mm, to see a glimpse of That first of trailer was Trilla, great. And we got to see Cal and everything. It was so euphoric. And then playing that game and getting to meet the Mantis crew. I, last episode, raved about how much I love Marin as a character. And how much Cal Kestis spoke to me. BD1 instantly becoming an instantly iconic cute star wars droid the story of seer and trilla it, there's just so much to this game that i love uh the even just the little things like progressing through the game to to not only find more saber parts but to add to your saber eventually getting that double blade getting to choose what color blade that you want which is something that it's one of the few things in this age of we have to have these canon stories in the games where you can have a little bit of leeway, where you can choose. Yeah. Uh, in this, Cal's going to be wearing a pink poncho and he's going to have a purple blade. Uh, and it was just cool stuff like that, getting to find the little bits of the collectathon stuff. Um, and then, of course, uh, perhaps. Now, I'm my, my thing with Fallen Order is I love this game. I'm horrible at it. I have to, I, I had it on, I think, the third highest difficulty. And then I switched that shit to easy mode. And then near the end, because I got stuck on the final Trilla boss, I was like, nope, this is going right down to story mode. I need to finish this game. Um, so do you want to hear a little trick for fighting Trilla? Go ahead. Please. Okay. So if you die fighting Trilla, 
like the the first time if you don't beat her on the first try uh she's done you she's she's done you a service is what you do is you lead her into that corner like the top left corner in the little interrogation chamber you dodge around her and while her back is to you force slow and then do like the twin saber attack Mm-hmm. Then you get your health and your force back. So then you can for uh, slow her again, and then do it again. Uh, and while she's still recovering from that, you can you can if you time it right and you have enough force meter, hit her one more time. You melt like the first third of her health bar by wow. doing that. It's a little cheese. It's a little cheese, but I just remember strategy. Like I'll take that given that I I took me at least ten goes to beat Trilla. She was by far the hardest boss for me in the game. Like it, I think it the hardest me, boss like, for me so was the ninth times. sister, but Trilla gave me issues too. Just that that, yeah. that Kashyyyk level changed me. Of like this is a different way that we view this planet that we've known yeah. in some way, shape, or form since the beginning of Star Wars. And Certainly. it's a completely different look at it. Uh, the the Nur final level, insane, and I just remember the image. Like one of my bits. Yeah, yep. The image of Fortress Inquisitorius is just like when you when the when the pod with Cal lands is just burned yeah. into my brain because it's just yeah, so, so beautiful good. to look at. It's like and a I painting. just remember like when COVID hit and we were all stuck inside. I had like a third left of the game. And I think from like the last Dathomir mission onwards, I just took like two, three days, beat the whole rest of the game. And just, I am so mad that I had the Vader reveal spoiled for me beforehand. Because if I didn't know that was coming, and the same thing, there's another very similar thing in Survivor that I got spoiled for me that I'm furious I know. But if I didn't know that Vader was going to come out of the shadows during the Trilla, after the Trilla fight. That may have been like a top five Star Wars moment of all time for me. It's incredible. It really is. The the footsteps and just like the the music. And it it was one of the things where you truly have no way out. And I did not know at first that there was no way that you could like escape Vader near the end. I was like, what's going on here? I was scared for Cal. I was so scared for Cal when Vader showed up. I thought, oh no, he's not making it out of this. And just... so It was so uh, good. But also, fuck the Agobog, though. Like, fuck that. That thing gave me more difficulty than almost any enemy in any Star Wars game. Hate Hate that that thing. thing. That thing is probably the most despised creature in all of Star Wars video games. There's a joke line in Battle Scars about it, which I find hilarious. I'm still trying to finish that book. But it it was a little thing where I'm like, shout out Sam Mags. But what were you saying? Sam Mags is the best. Oh, I, I, you know, I love Jedi Fallen Order. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like get super into like why I think the story is, you know, as amazing as it is. Um, I know who's the co-host on this podcast. Um, I, I'm sure anything I have to say about the story of Fallen Order has been said on this show before. Um, I will say Fallen Order holds a very special place in my heart. The only reason it wasn't on my list was because I knew I was on this episode with Connor. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, we can just talk about it together. Yeah. Um, exactly the same reason yeah. I didn't put it on there. Yeah. Yeah. And, say, and you know, I was like, ah, Andrew probably has it too. And, you know, so there it works. Um, 
so twofold. One, uh, I beat Fallen Order within a weekend because I wanted oh, to be able to rev- because I wanted to be able to review it for my old show, and I didn't want any spoilers. So now I will say I did that on story mode. Um, I did not do that with Survivor. I played it on Jedi Knight, and it involved two All Nighters. Um, <laughs> this is not good for me. Uh, but, um, no, so I get to Nur and the Vader fight. I was not spoiled for me. So I hear the footsteps and the, and I out loud went, (laughs) fuck, just like that. (laughs) Like, I was like, this might as well happen. Doesn't Anakin's dark deeds kick in too? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, the the way this game uses the John Williams music because it uses oh. it so sparingly because the soundtrack is amazing. Like you when know, Anakin's bl- betrayal kicks in during the Order sixty six flashback, oh, killed me heart. again. Had that my spoiled for heart. me too, but it still worked so well. And it's still one of the most devastating Order sixty six flashbacks original, with yeah. The score is great too. So. And I can't. Yeah, exactly. I cannot mention the score without mentioning the Who's like incredible like Suganasana track i love that thing so much it is the most badass like star wars track that track i think has single-handedly kind of kicked off the whole sort of semi semi wave we're having of like alien alien tracks like we we got a little bit in force awakens and solo but like the since force and uh force sorry the jedi jedi fallen order did it we have had so many other cool stuff like just survivor having like a whole cantina's worth of like music you can play and just the the uh different like tracks that have popped up in certain shows that we will not discuss because pay your writers uh pay your sorry pay your actors amptp come on exactly still pay your writers please you know they deserve everybody give everybody pay everybody pay everybody a fair wage and don't F them over with with robots. Um. Yeah. So yeah, no. Like music kicks in and Vader shows up, and I I had this moment of defiance where I have like maybe a hit and a half left in my fucking health bar, and I'm standing in front of Darth Vader with one blade activated, and I I literally am just sitting there like <sighs> turned on the other like blade. The I turn on the other blade and I just fucking bum rush him. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not going out without a fight. Um, and I'm like fully ready to fight him. Uh, <laughs> and then like, you know, and I'm like, oh, why is that? Why is that thing? up? Why is that blue? Why is that? Is it? It's blue. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, and, and he I just was stops like, it as well. It's just so intimidating. Yeah, yeah like, he's, you feel so brilliant. powerless. You feel yeah. so powerless facing up against Vader. And it's how you should feel against him. Um you know, I also think that the uh, Cal's beef with anything on four legs uh, aside, yeah. um, it it really does. D- despite the weird animal violence, um, it the Jedi Fallen Order kind of begins to unfuck the way that we experience the Force in video games. Uh, from the Force Unleashed, like I said, the Force Unleashed broke a lot of people's brains, um, yeah. with like how you perceive the Force, and I love how intertwined Cal's journey of rediscovery uh, is with like 
upgrades. Like it's, it's genius. It's genius the way they handle it. Um, the other very personal element I have fallen order, um, is that I, I should have grabbed it. I should have grabbed it. It's in the other room. Oh, well, um, I played and beat fallen order the week before I went to Disney world for the first time and subsequently to galaxy's edge. So what was really special about that is first of all, this is, this is so stupid. Uh, the crates that you dig around in with BD one, uh, that's what the trash cans look like at galaxy's edge. That's all. Awesome. Uh, so every time you find, uh, you know, some cool stuff, you pull that out of a trash can. Um, but the other thing that was so cool is that the saber parts in fallen order are the same parts at savvy's workshop oh that's awesome i love that that's so awesome. i'm i'm getting choked up talking about it and i knew that so i already knew the lightsaber i was going to build at savvy's workshop i already knew each one of the parts i was going to pick so fallen order became this really fun experience where i was like actively seeking out parts for my lightsaber i was going to build in like five days so like my first playthrough of jedi fallen order like i fought trilla and vader with my own lightsaber that's uh, so by the cool, end man. purple blade that's, and everything so cool. um and it was like it was like, it felt really cool i was like oh man that's so cool i'm gonna have that lightsaber and then i built it and i was sobbing um because it was just so overwhelming but yeah no fallen order just it, it it i i i replay it every november um to you know b because like it's just become part of like you know i gotta do my yearly fallen order replay and you know i i don't think i'm gonna do it this year just because i did one before survivor uh but yeah, no, I fall in order just because of the story, because of the gameplay, because of Cal. Um, it's it's one of my favorite Star Wars stories. You know, I always joke that back when do back discussion was a thing, the first show Connor Star Wars show Connor and I did. Um, he that was when he became known as the fallen order guy and I became known as the Raylo who's a dude and like both of our brands were so heavily linked to one character that it was always That's funny brilliant. to me. It was always so funny because like everyone's like, oh yeah, Connor's the guy who's like obsessed with Cal Kestis. It was a running joke on Dubak. Like, okay, we're talking about Star Wars. Start the timer. When is Connor going to bring up Cal? How is Connor going to bring this back to Fallen Order? Uh, you know, keep have a timer set and have a shot glass ready. And as much as we joked about that, like it, it went unnoticed that I was also obsessed with Cal Kestis because <laughs> Connor was just so like JFO that like I was I I I looked normal Wait. by comparison. I got to fly under the radar as being mm -hmm. just as bad as him, just not loud about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, super normal beautiful. with like my Jedi Fallen Order uh, interests. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, it's the, the next right. game. I'm going to bring up, it's a twofer, just like Connor did. You, you, these two games right here, they just scream childhood. Lego Star Wars, the video game. Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. Uh, I yeah. Okay, first of all, let's just look at this. The new sticker is still on there. Do you remember when you could get, could get new games for $20? Yeah. 
Because I certainly don't. I don't remember I that. I feel like ever I'm in a time warp right now. That's crazy. That's, like, game, That's like something six, else. You pay 60 but, quid for like games over in the UK yeah, now. It's insane. It's insane. I hate it. Inflation uh, sucks. But I vividly remember these games being such a, like Connor said, such a fabric in what shaped my love for Star Wars as a kid. Because back then, obviously, Revenge of the Sith had just came out. I was still relatively new into the fandom, like a year or two, probably at this point. And I just, it was one of the things where it's like, I know these characters in part because of the Lego game. Like, I, like, there, an eight year old me shouldn't have known who Luminar Unduli is, but yet I did. And I knew her name by heart because of. Stuff like the games. Clone Wars this, wasn't out yet. This is ringing a bell. Yep. This is ringing a bell for me. It's almost yeah. <laughs> for the Obi Wan stuff from earlier. Sorry. It shaped so much of like the way they told the stories was so great. And just vivid things were like I played the prequel levels so much where I could probably do the first three levels of Phantom Menace like with my head like. Facing the other direction, I could still probably beat the level. I have it memorized like that. I played the shit out of these games. I have complete saga on, I think, four different systems. I like I it's insane how much I've played it. Uh, I don't I didn't have as much nostalgia towards Lego Star Wars 2. I played it, I loved it. But again, something about that first one came out. I loved it dearly, and then Complete Saga, when I got to play that in its glory, it was amazing getting to unlock different characters that weren't in the first one. Like, oh, now you can play as Captain Tarples. Now you can play as Aayla Sakura. Like, they weren't in the first one for some reason. The character uh, and level is so extensive, yeah. Exactly. So many different characters. And now, obviously, Lego Skywalker Saga completely dwarfs that. But as much as I love that game, which, I, by the way, I still got to get around to finishing that, as much as I love that game, there's just something about the complete saga that it's just like, you can't replicate that. I don't know what it is. Even though Skywalker Saga was probably technically a better game, quote unquote, complete saga is still always going to be a top 15 game of all time for me. It's just something special. I will replay it once every couple of years. Uh, it's just amazing. And like Connor said, I have such an urge to play it right now that I might just do that later. I, I, I just think... Won't. I think it's incredible because for me, I played both Lego one and Lego two a little bit. I never finished them. I didn't beat the Lego games until I played complete saga. The staying the power of these games is astounding. Like the level of unlockables you have to get. Yeah. Like just, just to unlock something saying, as random as a Lego yeah. city level, which is just, which incidentally is, was one of my favorite things to unlock. Cause it's basically an excuse for you to go hog wild and just trash that whole environment. Mm -hmm. It's weirdly fun. But just the fact that the complete saga came out in 07. So it's what 15, 16 years old at this point. It still is so ingrained in Star Wars fandom, especially prequel yeah. kid fandom, you still see memes of it. You still see it's oh, it's yeah. still there, which ah! is insane. Yep. Uh, again, it's just it's a it's a beautiful, wonderful it's the game. Best noise, I just love it. I can't. I think it is incredible to to your point, Andrew, with the staying power of it. 
there is that that we talk about a video game that is basically a re-release of a game that had of two games that had come out within like a couple years of each other mm-hmm. just bundled together with like two or three extra like mainline levels and like 20 new uh, characters 20 new characters and a lot of bonus content and not to undermine the development feat of like having a roster that big but like the difference between Kayati Mundi, Plo Koon, Kit Fisto, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Luke, etc. Like the difference between those Jedi characters, aside from like how they looked, is minimal. Like, you know, it, it, it's it's it is it speaks to the quality of those games, and like you said, just the staying power of just how much they feel like chicken noodle soup for prequel kids mm-hmm. that like, yeah, it's, it's a re-release. It is a, it is a re-release special edition of a game that came out two years ago with some extra stuff in it. And it remains on like everybody's like top 10 star Wars games list. Mm-hmm. You it's know, crazy indeed. Cause like yeah. the original, the prequel one came out in 05 original trilogy was 06. And then Complete Saga was 07. So they came out like back to back to back. And it's still crazy how they do that. Again, I love Complete Saga so much. But there's just something about the first one where you just start off in Dex's Diner. And that's your hub. And you get the Coruscant music from Phantom Menace. It's something special about that. It's just forever. It's childhood for me. And that's say, why I, I picked these those games, and not and just because I another I reason why. The most. Another reason why, sorry to interrupt, is like the uh, there was a kind of like almost payoff in a sense because like you know for for a lot of us obviously you and I Andrew we both love collecting Star Wars Lego and there was a real visceral thrill playing those games and seeing a lot of the sets you you likely would have bought at the time just displayed in the in the in the game proper like you know just like playing uh complete saga doing the doing the Moss Eisley level and piloting the uh the mm-hmm. like OATST which I owned which was it was just so cool that you know the N1s and also the uh the bongo all of that stuff it's just it there's a real visceral thrill to seeing it all just sort of brought to life digitally oh, yeah. and just like animated there it's just yeah it's a very special thing that game was complete saga was one of the first games I remember hundred percenting. Like I remember getting every mini kit, every true Jedi, unlocking every character. And there are very few games where I've like really taken the time to do that. Even back when I was a kid, I, I like I lost patience quickly. That yeah. game I've beaten multiple times one hundred percent of the way through. And there's just something special it's- about that. It's especially grueling when you think that you had to like true Jedi the levels twice, once in free play and once yeah. once in story and once in free play. It's once it's like play. it's insane. It, it says a lot about the staying power of the game that you actually want to do that. <laughs> yep. So we've talked about games. We've had some similarities. This is another one that's had similarities. I've talked about games I've replayed time and time again. I've talked about games like this weird GBA game where I remember playing. I couldn't tell you a damn thing that happened. That, there is only one game that I have played so much that if I tried before my system even broke, if I tried to put the disc in, it just straight up wouldn't work at points because I wore it out too much. And it's this bad boy right here. Star Wars Battlefront 2 to me. Yeah. It's still yeah. in. It's, it's a top 
five game of all time for me. I love Same. this game so fucking much. Almost to an unhealthy degree to where I feel like I could have... I ne- The new Battlefront games were kneecapped for me immediately because I just... It would be like the... Well, but they're not they're not the original Battlefront 2. And it would just always be that. And I never... Admittedly, I want to go back and I want to play the new EA Battlefront 2 with all the added DLC because I just played it on launch when it was bare bones and it was crap. But like I really want to play the Ewok hunt mode and I wanna I wanna play all the stuff they've added. But just this game, even just like the story mode, unbelievable. The yeah. like the multiple different ways that like of co-op that there were in this game. But even just there's just something about me and a friend hanging out, instant action. You've got like five or six different maps set up, and let's just fucking go. That's a night just right there, just going through the maps, whether you're playing the Clone Wars or the Galactic Civil War. Very few games. Again, the the nostalgia I get from just this game booting up, and whether it be Duel of the Fates or, or the Imperial March just blaring with the menu screen, I love this game so much. And again, I, I, I mentioned it several times uh, in this episode, but I, my PS2 lasted me for many, many valiant years. For, I got it in, I believe, 2003, 2002, and it, it lasted all the way until about, I want to say, 2018, 2019. So it, it, it fought some wars with me until it finally bit the dust, and I need to get a new one just so I can play all these freaking games again, but specifically cool. so I can experience this freaking game again. And yes, I could just buy it on the, the the digital version. Obviously, it's on Steam too. But there's just something about this that I just need. It's so euphoric. And a cup. I think last year, actually, when I went on a vacation with my friends, he had... Um, one of my friends had this Xbox that was, in fact, jailbroken, so it had thousands of games on it. And one of the games was Battlefront 2. And I did just that instant action. I had the Republic, he had the CIS, and it, we were, it was just, it was a great feeling. The maps in this game are so great. And then just the excitement as a kid of, of doing enough to where you unlock whoever the hero or villain is in that level yeah it's just there are very few like fuck yeah moments than when you get enough to say unlock obi-wan or when yeah yeah or certain ones are like why is that the character you play as on this map like there's a couple of like really random yeah but darth maul with the jedi temple is my favorite oh okay yeah yeah, the Jedi Temple just, one is really fun as well. Like the layout of that the, is just so awesome. The the cool thing of seeing, like you said, where you could see OT characters on prequel maps, or vice versa, was just. And again, back then, I either hadn't played Battlefront one or had very, very rarely played it. So this was like, I'm just remembering something right now. So this was actually. My first ever T-rated game because I remember there was a there was some there was a uh, some some pushing that needed to be done on my end to convince my parents at the time that 
seven-year-old Andrew could get this Battlefront 2 game. And I got it Christmas of 05. And again, I, I, I played that game more than any other game on the PS2. It's still a very, very special game to me. And I legitimately think it's one of my favorite games. It's top five game of all time for me. I can play this game now and still enjoy the hell out of it. It's not just blind nostalgia. It's a truly fantastic game. And when I am able to do so again, I'm replaying the story mode from the beginning and just trying to experience that again. Because well, it's just so it's so good. Well, I mean, I I've played that game multiple times this year. You know, I over the summer, um, I had like, like I had a couple nights a week where I'd have to like go back to like my parents' house to watch my sister um before school started back up and uh i'd stay overnight and once everybody went to sleep i was sleeping in like my sister's like game room now because you know my brother and i have since moved out um i'd just be sitting in there i boot up the xbox i'm playing battlefront man i'm fucking i'm doing rise of the empire baby let's go and there is you know i wish i wish truly that the canon era had adapted that story a little bit more. I'm sorry. It's so fucking good. And if you had taken the Dave Filoni version of how the clones work and melded it with the story of Rise of the Empire. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I thought from the beginning that, like, the Bad Batch would end with the stomping out a rebellious clone uprising thing. Like I thought that's how this, the show would end. And then they just, that's what I thought it was going to happen too. to pick a city up at the end of the first season. Mm -hmm. But like, I thought it was heading there. I thought we were going to see a story like that. And I I still wish we did. And I hope we do in some way, shape or form still, because that was just such an incredible like story arc. I love the idea of like the, the, the clones in the empire just kind of, slowly realizing that they're just as expendable as anybody it's 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 incredibly fascinating you know i made a joke a few months ago where uh i was talking about how the the rise of the empire story feels like you're hearing the star wars version of like what the cia did in the cold war yeah like it really, it really like feels like morrison's voiceover yeah oh my god oh the my voiceover god. of the nightfall is just it's iconic. I, I saw a, a TikTok the other day. It's like when you're just sitting there and you just remember this and it Anakin's Dark Deeds hits and you hear Tamara's voice, and I'm just like still to this day. Nobody said much up. when we were silently shipped back to Coruscant. And I was oh, like, Yep, man. oh yeah. Dude, I I will play the uh I will I will because you can't like pick a level in the rise of the empire, which is a tragedy. The other night, um, my, or this past weekend, my girlfriend and I went with my family, um, to King's dominion in Virginia. And we stayed at my Nana's house the night before. And my sister had conveniently left the Xbox there. And while I was doing a ton of laundry, uh, cause I'm giving way too many details. that don't matter. While I was playing the game, and uh, I played the story mode just to like pass the time while I waited for laundry to be done. And I literally chose deliberately. I'm like, I'm just going to play up to uh, Camino. Like, cause like the run of 
follow the Jedi Temple to Kamino or to Mustafar Kamino, whichever one comes first. I think Kamino is the last one uh, in that run of like the Clone Wars stuff. Then you hit Nightfall, and then it's so good. Like I'm sorry, I and again, yes, the 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 historical precedents that Star Wars is based on Nazi Germany. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I know. I shouldn't want to be the bad guys. However, it is cool to fight Jedi, and I feel like a badass when I shoot the Queen of Naboo in the fucking face. Okay, I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't like this. But lining up that shot like Space Oswald and just popping her, you feel cool as fuck. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look, there yeah, it's, it's some of the most Star Wars stuff. Black Ops. Yeah. The shit's cool. It, it I don't is. know what to tell you. It's one of the most chilling stories, to be honest, in a Legend Zero oh, Star Wars yeah. game because it, oh, yeah. it really allows you to explore some more chilling ideas about Order 66 back before the whole chip thing had come in. Because like overall, I do prefer the chip uh, explanation, but I do I think this game and the story it has, like you said, it's so chilling and it's such a it's possibly the best exploration I have seen thus far of like the idea that the clones knew the whole time. Because you get all of this chilling dialogue from Tamir Morrison's voiceover where he talks about the fact that they, they always fooled, knew they were going to... They can be killed. Exactly. Like, yeah. We hope and it it's just quick for Aayla Sakura and, you know... I, and it gets you know, even I more chilling when you think that. about... Yeah, exactly. Same. I, I do as well. Because, like... And, and it gets even more chilling when you realize that Boba Fett is there to help you put down a clone rebellion, yeah. which is so extra nasty given that they're all essentially Boba, Boba's brothers and he's participating in essentially a, a form of genocide by like... No, not a... Oh, yeah. It's, it, no, it's, no, it's it an is. ethnic cleansing of the clones. Pretty much, um, yeah. You know, it like, it, like they, 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 they wipe them out. And, you know, it, you're right. You're right. Like the... I want, like, truly... God, I, again, I know they're the bad guys and I don't I don't like the military industrial complex and the CIA fucking sucks, okay? But like, <laughs> if I could have a game that the entire story mode is shit like, hey, go assassinate the Queen of Naboo because there's a political, there's been a, there's, there's been an anti-fascist uprising. Like it's the fucking space CIA. It's cool. Like it's cool as shit. Like this is the I'm thing. Sorry, like, like this is this is why this is why I, I rub up against Bad Batch a, a lot of times because I like to me like the Bad Batch should have been like that run of four levels in Battlefront Two, like like Bad Batch should have been like a little bit of Nightfall, a little bit of Naboo, a little bit of Musafar, a little bit of Camino, like but a whole show and like maybe maybe you just see Crosshair doing political assassinations and shit, right? But like I just. Ah, I love it so much. And I, I do, I, the, the chips makes the, makes order 66 and the culling of the Jedi way more tragic. Yeah. Because nobody mm -hmm. had a choice at that point. Nobody had a choice. Exactly. Um, and it, and it's the only way I suppose you can have the clones as like relatable characters because like there was yeah, no you, way. Yeah. That you they couldn't could have... have the Clone Wars series yeah. if they were like, ah, no, we're, if every line of the dialogue was another command post has been captured, like if that, you yeah. know, it doesn't work. Um, but there is just something so dark. Yeah. In just, you know, we all knew what we were about to do and we accepted it. 
You know, mm-hmm. like it's it just is a you know, chilling is the word. Chilling is absolutely yep. the word, you know. And again, it's I think it's you know it's part of the reason why like the Call of Duty Black Ops franchise is so successful. Like yeah. the, the the framing of the 501st as you know not just one specific legion under the command of one specific you know general, which is what it has become now. But like, I don't know. I just I I do truly love that that story mode is just something truly beautiful. Um, it is just so. It just it just leaves you empty in yeah. in the best way possible, and then let's say nothing of Galactic Conquest. Like I'll play an entire Galactic Conquest campaign just to see like the goofy alternate reality uh, cutscene, like winning Republic sovereignty and getting that shot of like all of the Jedi plus Anakin standing in the council chamber. It makes me happy, you know. Yeah, no, it's a it's a truly fantastic game that I will again go back to. All the time, and that's why I have it on my list. But I think this is where we wrap things up. This was a long but fruitful episode of For the Republic. You get us talking about games, and this is what happens. You wonder why we haven't had an episode like this before. Maybe this Oh, oh, what one other thing about Obi-Wan. Uh, no, I'm oh, kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, stop the recording. Um, but yeah, no, this was awesome. Uh, Jared, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving us the world's thank you for coverage of letting me do this to your podcast feed. Thank you for letting me do this. No, we needed, but we got it anyways. Uh, where can the good people find you? Um, You guys, you guys can find me, uh, running the show at the Nerd Academy podcast. We talk, uh, comic book movies, talk Star Wars. Um, our Patreon, if you subscribe at the $5 tier, you get two exclusive shows, Heroic History 101, where Travis and I talk about uh, famous comic story arcs, and uh, the Knights of the Nerd Republic Versus series. Uh, next week, assuming all of goes according to plan, there's going to be a uh, mass uh, catch-up on the Versus series. So if I have my druthers, four episodes of the Versus series will be dropping next week. Uh, so clear out your podcast feed and, uh, you know, subscribe to the Patreon and you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at dark Jedi 2552. All right. Uh, Don is for yourself. Uh, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Donovan Mead, where I've been tweeting a lot of political stuff recently because not to harp on about it too much, but we are, our government currently kind of pretty much sucks. <laughs> Oh, Screw the conservatives okay. is all I'll say. But uh, yeah, you can also find me on TikTok and Instagram under the same handle at Donovan underscore McComish. Uh, you can find me on threads at Donovan. Uh, my name is Donovan underscore McComish there too. And recently in between our, our last episode and now I have finally got an invite to Blue Sky, uh, Blue Sky Social. Thank you, Arzu Amin from the Geeky Waffle for sending me that invite. I really much appreciate it. Thanks, Arzu. So you can find me on there uh, at donovanmcomish.bsky.social. Uh, it's been really fun kind of getting on there. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's that. Yeah. And you can also find me, uh, like Connor, or over on Star Wars Epic Confrontations. Oh, yeah, uh, where that, I'm a question that writer. too. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I completely forgot to mention that. I mm-hmm. I have a match coming up, uh, up uh, against a mystery Schmodown player whom I do not know who it will be. So I have a match coming out. I think my, my, my final prediction, because Alden was the one who got to pick my opponent for this, uh, because I lost our, our legends exhibition. Um, 
I my my final prediction because I think Alden would relish in the idea of making me play against a former champion. Uh, my final prediction is uh, one of the Demolantas. Um, so I, I'm locking that in. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, you better hear viewers. If yeah. I'm right, if That's I'm me. right, and I predicted it, uh, there, you, I'll, I'll tell you. Who, I'll tell you who I thought it was after the episode airs. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Uh, as for myself, you can follow me, uh, all socials at Starlight Andrew, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, also, Epic Confrontations. I recently had a teams match went up last month. Me and Jacob Bausch teamed up against Mo and Buck, uh, Tommy Two Horns. It was a great, stressful match uh, that I'm still <laughs> not fully recovered from. Uh, yeah, and, get used uh, to that. Get used yeah, to that. <laughs> Uh, as for the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at For the Repub Pod and on Instagram and TikTok at For the Republic Pod. Where we are trying to post more clips from episodes just to get that viewer engagement up. Uh, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, For the Republic Podcast, give us a subscribe there. We will be having live content sooner rather than later. And of course, support us wherever you get your podcasts as well. Um, and remember uh, to vote on this week's Jedi Archives poll. Uh, we had our nominations earlier in the episode. That will be linked when this episode gets posted, and it'll be up for about five days. Uh, so, yes, yeah, <laughs> Vote Thank for you. Star Wars and anime boobies. You vote for will those two vote things. For... That's, that's a ring endorsement right there. <laughs> so thank you for joining us for this episode. I'm about to go take a fat-ass nap. We'll see you all later. <laughs> and until next time, may the force be with you. Always.